Hey, yo, Flip. Yo. I'm going to put you on some fire, man. They got this new bed wash company. They got the lotion and the, the everything. What's their name? They got a recovery room. It's What's out- the name? Maestro's, Maestro's Classic. G-Money's up front. I'll put, put, you, you, I'll put the, you on. Man, yeah, I'll put you on the Maestro's, sure? man. You forgot the way I brought you? You forgot where I brought you oh, up there? Oh, man. You forgot? You forgot man. about Ghost? All right, all right. Who is what's his name? Ghost. You know who he cool, man. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, make sure you get your Maestro's Classic Bed Care products yes. today at Target, CVS, mm-hmm. or go on maestrosclassic.com and use the promo code QUEENSFLIP to get 10% off. 10%? That's it? I thought, you, I thought it was free if you put your... Are you crazy? All right, I got it. Make sure you go there today. Log on. Maestro's with an S.com. I'm from Queens. G-Money! Yo. Yo, listen. What up, what up, what up, what up? Obviously, we got some... People in the building that yes. feel like they could come here and, and, and run things the way they want to run things. Oh, yeah? Say things how they say it. So before we get into that, how are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. How you feeling? You all right? I like... When people come in here and challenge, like, their energies like mine, you like that. <laughs> you, you tend to laugh. I see it in your face. I just, you know... Certain you want to give somebody that a cool before the show start? Yeah, I mean, I, I think he deserved it, but I'm going to try to hold back a little bit. And if you're going to wait, you know what I'm saying? Oh, don't. No, don't do that. Hey, we introduce you yet, bro. We introduce you yet, man. You know how the show go. We introduce you yet. Smooth, man. But um, <laughs> but there's there's definitely something in the air in Philly and Harlem. It's, it's something that's that's you know the the, the lingo, the talking, the the the, the confidence. Is, you know what I'm saying? It's a little different. Mm-hmm. It's a little different than other areas. You know what I'm saying? First of all, let's shout out the team. Shout out to uh, Amina. Yes. Um, shout out to Mighty Two Times. Shout out to Basco in the building. Shout out to Ebok. You know what I mean? Today's going to be a special one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yo, Basco, come in here real quick and do me a favor. I want you to just slide, pause the mic this way because I don't want the line to block his face. I, I need to see his face on camera. So you see how, you know, you say you sit and just slide it out, yeah, to the left a little bit. Yeah. Don't block my face. Yeah, I don't want to. Yeah, 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 just like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He can talk. Yeah, he's talking to the mic. Move, move it over a little to the right. Yeah. To the right. Yeah, there we go. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I yeah, feel yeah. good. We had to do Feeling that. Good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, man. But I want to get straight into it. Why not? Why not? I want to get straight into it. Why not? Let's get this to guy stated. Mm-hmm. Of fact, before G Money. Yo. Episode. What? He got to wait. <laughs> Why you always do this to the- He got to wait. He let his nuts hang. Yo. He walked in the building with seven <laughs> people. Why you always do that to people like this, man? My man <laughs> on the couch came with a, a Louis Vuitton trench coat. I don't know what type of coat is this. Fire. <laughs> Huh? Yeah. I, talk, talk, I ain't talked to you yet, bro. I ain't introduced you yet, bro. I'm I bet you, you are. Right? Yeah, that's what you in the about. building. I bet you, you too. Huh? Oh. <laughs> they ready. They ready. They ready. Yeah. G Money. Yo. Episode 149. Nigga, we made it. We got a special guest. Yes, yes. Philly in the building. The greatest hustler alive. Oh, Lord. The Muslim Don. Mm. Young, yes. pretty. Best shape of my life. Mm. I'm here. Round of applause for Tone Trump, man. Round of applause, please. Welcome, welcome. Flip the script, man. How you doing? Let's swing. MashaAllah. I'm, I'm, I'm in a great space. I'm happy to be here. This is one of the ones I was waiting to do, so oh, I'm glad fun. to be here. Thank you. Thank you. Why did you come up here with so much people and said to me just now that last time Philly was up here, they were funny business. You came up here with a lot of people, so obviously yeah. we, feel, we feel the tension. All right, that's nice. Um, you know, and, and they're standing on their square. They're serious guys, no smiles. Cool. Right. What was what? What are you trying to portray to me? Um, It's a way of life for me. I'm Muslim, as you know, as everybody know. MDF is my company, Muslim Don Family. Mm. And uh, the Prophet, peace and blessing be upon him, teaches us to trust the law but tie your camel. So me coming here, I trust God that I'm going to be okay. I trust y'all. I trust your system. 
But the last time I seen some brothers from Philly here, it was a little funny business going on. So I asked all, I owe it to my children to move very, very smart, very calculated. I've been in this industry a long time. So sometimes you can't control things. And you seem like a good guy. You made a kind of like a big mistake last time with other Philly brothers. So, you know, you might have made the same mistake with me. I know for a fact, you know, some people I may not be too friendly with. So I just got to make sure that everybody's okay, including y'all too, because my people going to make sure y'all okay too, inshallah. Hold, hold on, I'm in the building, man. I'm in the building, man. First, I'm gonna keep it real. Oh, real, 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 real quick, can I do this real quick too? Because yeah. today is the anniversary. Um, uh, to me, the greatest American Muslim ever, Malcolm X. Today is the anniversary of his passing. So I just want to say, may Allah be pleased with him. And I also today was also uh, the janazah for a young brother, uh, Pop Smoke from New York. And I, I asked Allah to forgive him for his sins. And so this is like a, you know, a, a, a very like somber day in certain ways, but we gon' we gonna celebrate them and we're not gonna make it a sad thing. So love to both of them brothers and their families. Right. Let's get it. Basket, what you said, Bass? Who me? So Okay. Is it is it how is it now? Hold on, let me hold on. Give me a second, though. Let me see Hey yo, no recording y'all for me, please. Let me just pass that phone. Mic check, mic check. Mic check, mic check, mic check. Mic check. How we sounding? Come on, get my shit right. I don't want no note in the comments. Oh, the audio messed up because it is. Get my shit right. I came from I came from a long way to do this. Mic check, mic check. One, two, check. <laughs> I don't want no. Nah, I don't nah, want nah, a, nah, 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 nah. a, a queen. A queen. I don't want no notes queens, in the comments. Bro, oh, the queens, bro. The, queens, the, not the audio queens. messed up. You know what I mean? Oh, queen, I'm oh. speaking to the queen. Paul, I know where you from. <laughs> I know where you from. You said that I made a mistake last time with the Philly brothers that were up here. Please right. elaborate off the knowledge that you might have saw the mistake that I've made. Sorry. Mm, I mean, I think. For one thing, everything ain't for the camera. I think their situation, the potential for their situation going left is very, very high. So I think when, you know, like when you, you know, like you not knowing that the one brother had the address to the studio and stuff like that, mm -hmm. that little mistake right there could have caused a lot. And I think you, I don't feel like nobody, because I could tell the brothers from Philly got a lot of love for you. So I don't think they felt like it was nothing grimy going on, mm -hmm. but they know you way better than I know you. So I don't know. So when I saw it, it it's a road game for me. You know what I'm saying? So it's like I called some of the New York ox up, all Muslims with me, everybody with good intentions. So we come, we come with and love they're, they're and peace. All positive brothers, but. Right. But <clears throat> at the same time, we got to make sure everything and everybody is well. I gotta get home. I gotta. I gotta flight to Africa on Sunday. Did I mention that earlier? Yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. Inshallah. How would you? So let me ask you a question. Right. Because you use you know keywords, and I appreciate your honesty. How would you have handled the situation? Because I came in, I told the brothers that I got a call from Alpo and his son, saying that they know that y'all gonna be up here. So, and then shout out to my son Queensflip Junior. He told me like, "Yo, pops, I saw a car outside," but I didn't think nothing of it because I wouldn't think that the person Poe would actually come up here when he gave me his word he wouldn't. You understand? Well, well, you make, right, right there, you trusting rappers and street guys and people you obviously don't know that well. Mm -hmm. You just said your own mistake. Your own son said, I seen the car, boom, and you said, I didn't even think of it. 
In this business, we got to think of it. That's the difference between life and death. That's right. Whether it's streets or music or culture, period. So, right. like, a mistake, most of the time, tragedies are from what? Mistakes. So I don't think nobody that saw that, because I seen some of the negativity around it. People thought maybe somebody was trying to line somebody up. Yeah. From what I know of them brothers from Philly, if they thought you was lining them up, they wouldn't have spent all them hours with y'all. Y'all look like y'all had a ball and so forth. I don't know if I would have felt that comfortable like they felt. I don't know if I would have felt that trusting like they felt. Like if you popped a move on me and then you like, oh, I just want to let you know so-and-so is outside. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm bringing your whole team. We're going to have everybody. It's not going to be nobody off camera. I want all y'all at this table right now. Mm-hmm. We're going to do this right. We're going to do it militant. We're going to do it respectful. But I'm not going to be like, oh, it was just a coincidence that he just happened to have an address. One of my ops. Mm-hmm. That's how I would have looked at it. But Respect. Mashallah, I'm glad everything worked out <laughs> Every, good. Nobody everybody, got hurt. Nobody went to jail. You know what I'm saying? Every, everybody ain't, you know, funny style. Meaning that, you know, I come from a genuine place. So in my mind... You know, um, the respect that I give is the respect that I expect to receive from certain right. individuals. Right. So if I call somebody on the phone, they're like, yo, we can't, I'm like, yo man, I can't mess up my business. Don't, I'm not thinking that. My right. son did tell me. He told me in the elevator, yo, pops, I saw a car. I saw a car. What you talking about? So I came up here and I told the brothers, like, yo, but off before camera, yo, got a call. You know what I mean? If y'all want to leave, y'all could. You know, right. I, I, I ensured them the safety on my part, you know, privately. And they ensured me that they felt safe on their part. We all, and I said, okay, cool. And I said, but he gave me his word he was he was gonna come up here. And it was until after the next day that, <coughs> or the day after, he sent me a picture that he was outside. Right. So that's why I was upset. But I respect that. I appreciate right. your honesty. Right. I gotta be. I but gotta welcome be. to the show. Thank you for having me. You caused a lot of trouble for me, G. I'm gonna mm-hmm. let I'm gonna let you get at him. You caused a lot of trouble, <laughs> and now you want to come like um, peaceful. You caused a lot of trouble out here in these streets, but now you changed. You grew. Yes. Pause. I definitely grew a lot. You know what I mean? I definitely I definitely grew a lot as a man, as a Muslim, as a human. I think we all, you know what I mean? I think one thing about me, like when you say I cause a lot of trouble, I've been in this game, you know, I've been doing my thing for a long time. And I came into this game at a very young age. I came into this game with no guidance. And um, I was learning on the job. So certain things that I thought, like, you know what I mean? If I looked up to somebody like a 50 or something like that, I might say, well, 50 did this to get hot. So I got to do this. Certain things that I thought you had to do. You know, when I look back now, as I mentor people now, maybe I could tell them something different. But um, coming up, the things that you thought were causing trouble and stuff like that were things that helped change my life. It helped me see the world. It helped me tour. It helped me make money. It helped me feed my family. It helped me do things that I could never even dream of doing. You know what I'm saying? It, it all led me to be here. It led me to flying to Africa Sunday. It led me to being in uh, Saudi Arabia a couple of weeks ago. It led me to working with some of the biggest artists in the game. It led me to being in one of the biggest movies ever. Like, all of these things, from the good, the bad, the ugly, it's all the cut of a law. So I couldn't have got to point G without point B and C. So even things that may have looked bad or crazy to some people, those lessons, and I never lost. I either won or I learned. So it was all a blessing for me. Even the things that... Let let the record show too. I never go to an interview and say you can't ask me this, you can't ask me that, you can ask me anything, and I don't hide from nothing. There's been times where I wouldn't answer certain questions because I tried to always carry myself a certain way, but I'm undefeated. You know what I'm saying? I'm undefeated. I'm undisputed. I'm the greatest hustler alive. I know you do your googles, check it out. This is all reality right here. So everything I went through when you say you was out here starting trouble. I was out here learning. I was learning, 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 learning. And now I'm utilizing those tools to get to a level that most people never even could dream of. Before I get to my man, G, can you introduce, you know, because we didn't give my man a proper introduction. Oh, Skibo Debo, man. Skibo Debo in the building. Skibo Debo in the building. The winner. One and only. Holy shit. 
How you doing? You all right? Doing great, man. Feel blessed. Blessed to be here. And you said Uncasa mentioned you in the Yeah, my brother. Shout out to Uncasa. You know what I mean? He said uh, on his interview, he was with me OT doing something that you was questioning about by one of them homegirls. And uh, I, I verified he was with me. You know Respect. about that. He was okay. with me. He was doing what we do. <laughs> all right. So for those who don't know, t- tell the people who, who, who was Tone Truck. They all know already. I mean, you know. I just wanted I just wanted to make him mad. That's <laughs> right. that, that, that wasn't my real answer. I just wanted to make him mad. Tone Trump, um, Tone Trump is a Tone Trump first is a Muslim. I'm a black man. I'm a father. I'm a hustler. I'm extremely handsome. I'm extremely confident. <laughs> yeah. I'm hardworking. I'm humble. I'm cocky sometimes. I'm God fearing. I'm God loving. I'm the greatest hustler alive. And when I say the word hustle, I mean I, I, you know hard work, work ethic. You know, mm-hmm. getting up every day four in the morning. You know, making fudger, praying, getting my five year old, my three year old ready for school every single day. Coming to New York sometimes on the on the on the mega bus just to come out here and grind. I've been doing this since before World Star, doing World Star. You know, I, I've had moments all throughout of it. You know, what I mean, self made, self paid. You know, what I'm saying, right. highly respected throughout the industry. Always did it from the muscle. Always did it with prayer and hard work. No sucker stuff. You know, hating. So, you know, I just think when people look at me, I think people see themselves. I think that's why my movement, you know, I tell people all the time, I don't have the most fans, I don't have the most supporters, but I got the best fans and the best supporters. Mm. So I could have, you know, somebody like me, I could have 90,000 followers and I sell more merch than somebody with a million followers because my fans and my supporters resonate with me. I built them, I've conditioned them to buy, I've conditioned them to support me monetarily. I, I've never been one to brag about views. I've never been, you know, to brag about uh, likes and hits. I brag about, you know, business and deals and making money and building and touring and merch. And, you know, I think when people think of me, they think, first thing they think of is he a hustler, you know? And, 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 and I, and you know, not just me, but like I said, people believe everything Google say. When you Google greatest hustler alive, look that up real quick, Flip. You Google greatest hustler alive, like you, guy, you, you, you see the Don. You see the Muslim Don Tone uh, Trump. Like, you can't make, nobody else can sit on the couch and say that. Everybody that sat on this couch has somehow mentioned hustling, but only one can say they are the greatest hustler alive. I see it. Did Papa. he look it up? Did he look it up? Wow. Can you, can you, don't shake, they can't hear you. <laughs> they can't hear you. No, 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 I said, wow, flip, yeah, flip. I'm, I'm looking can, at it. I want to hear Flip say it, though. <laughs> Queens, Queens, what up, Queens? Queens, what up? I love Greatest Queens. hustler alive is Tone Trump. Believe that. Wow. How do you say your uh, Muslim Abdul Abdul Jalil Salam is my Jalil Muslim Salam. Salute, salute. Mm-hmm. I could definitely attest to, to, to the, the grind and the hustle. I, um, I met you years years ago. Um, I can't remember what party it was, but I definitely met you at a few industry parties years ago. So you, you you've been in New York. You know what I'm saying for for years now, back and forth. I have seen you around years and years labels and, years. and meet and greets and all that. You know what I'm saying, putting in work. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> where the name Tom Trump come from? The name Tone Trump come from, everybody know I'm from Philly. Philly is close to Atlantic City. When I was a young boy, one of my old heads, Billy Brown, I used to drive him to AC. He would hit big. I would drive his money back, drive back. I was like his driver at like 14 years old. Mm. And um, when I first tried to want to be a rapper, my, you know, everybody tried to come up with names. I wanted to be Tone Capone. But obviously Capone from CNN, I couldn't do that because, right. you know, I was learning about trademark and stuff. And uh, he used to call me Little Trump. Because when you first go to AC, the Trump Plaza and all of that stuff was mm-hmm. real big in lights. And he used to call me Lil' Trump, connected to AC, and being so young, driving for him. So uh, it just had a niche to it. So that's where I got Tone Trump from. How you it, just, it, just, it just fit me, you know what I mean? It's fly, it's money, it's, mm-hmm. it's attractive, it's, you know, it's everything I stand for. That name still feels comfortable with you now with our president and 
what he's doing and everything like that? Or? A- absolutely. Absolutely, because I control the narrative. Okay. You know what I'm saying? That's like, real. when my fans look at me, they don't see the president. They see the person that went on TMZ and dissed the president. Mm. They see the person that's young, black, and unapologetically Muslim. They see the first person to ever go on TMZ and say, MashaAllah. I got on TMZ because they wanted to ask me about my name. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like stuff like that. I try to turn a negative to a positive. That's just black people, period. That's what we do. Right. You know what I'm saying? We turn negatives into positives. So I've never, you know, I've never wavered on my name. You know, my name is my name. I got the AK, you know, some you know, you don't like to call me Trump, call me Pretty Tony. Call me young Mansa Musa. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know who Mansa Musa is, Flip? The I'm, richest, I'm not... the richest black man ever to live who was also Muslim. Call me young Mansa Musa. Mm. Put that in the title too, man. <laughs> young Mansa Musa. Yo, uh, so so real quick, talk about Philly real quick. You know, mm-hmm. I've seen some interviews and some some videos and you, you know, you being from Philly, like most people who from the area, you know, from your area, wherever you're from, you rep, you know, your city or your town. Like, but you seem to really, really like love Philly. Like, what, what is it about Philly that makes you so so dear to your heart? I mean, it's the greatest city in the world. I mean, I mean, what the best comedian in the world is from where? Kevin Hart, Philadelphia. Mm. I mean, you think about music. You think uh, from uh, from the Roots, the Meek Mills, the Benny Siegel, State Property, major figures. I mean. The list goes on and on. You but what's your what personal saying? connection with Philly? Like growing up, you know, like talk about some I mean, some, some experiences you had growing up that made you really, you know, love my city. Philly. Yeah. Uh, mm, that's a good question. I would probably say, you know, just the love of Islam in Philly. I mean, being Muslim saved my life, so that's the most dearest thing to me. Like being in Philly, you know, Allah blesses us to make things easy for us in Philly. Like it's just something like halal food. You know, I travel a lot, so I can go to certain places where there's no halal food. That's things you take for granted. Right. I travel a lot, so I can go to some... I could be in Alabama at a tour stop, and I don't see no other Muslims. But when I'm in Philly, I walk out my door, everybody Muslim. And I think about just coming up and just learning about the dean and learning about the religion and the beauty of the religion and the brotherhood. You know, like everybody you see me with here now, that's the one thing that connects us all. I got people with me from different cities, different neighborhoods, but that love of Allah and the fear of Allah and that dean, it brings us together. And that's the most beautiful thing about my city to me. Like when people think about Philly, they think about the black Muslims. You think about the beards. Like mm. the beards has become like a fad, but that's, to that's us, you fact. know, that's part of the Sunnah. The Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, tells us to, to keep the beard and trim the mustache. So that's part of a way of life. It's spiritual for us. So mm. I think about the religion. I think about the grit and the grind. You know, being the greatest hustler alive, I learned that from my mother. You know, my mother getting up every day, working hard, telling me at nine years old I was the man of the house. Me going out at nine, hunting. I, I call it hunting. Mm. Hustling, hunting, going out, knowing like if I don't hunt, I don't eat. And you know, Philadelphia teach you that at a young age. Philadelphia is a tough town. You know what I'm saying? So me getting, you know, getting beaten, bruised, paused, for lack of a better term, in, in the streets of Philly, it prepared me for anything in this world. It prepared me for everything this world got to give me. Whether it's something in the streets, whether it's something in the boardroom, you know, knowing how to be. I can, I can move in a room full of vultures. I can sit down with an executive. You know, one minute I could be on the phone with an executive. The next minute I could be on the phone with, with, with royalty from Saudi Arabia. The next minute I could be on a prison call. Next minute I could be talking to a Grammy winner. And Philadelphia prepared me for all of those conversations. Mm. That city, that heart, that grit. I mean, it's just hard to explain, you know, these small little homes, these row homes, knowing how to navigate through this. If you can survive that, you can survive anywhere. You know, when you think of New York City and all of these big buildings and it's, you know, it's so big out here in no homo, but Philly is very, very small on top, on top, on top. So it's like the breakout, the survive, you know, the, the the accomplishments, the things that may be small to some, you know, it's amazing. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what it's like to go into a movie theater and sit there with your mom on one side of you and your lady on the other side of you 
and you in the biggest movie of the year playing yourself, a movie based in your city, you know what I'm saying, knowing where you came from, knowing I was the guy that nobody liked, that everybody said was whack, that I started trouble, all of this, I did it the hard way, and my city prepared me for that. Mm. And I love my city for that, you know what I'm saying? Even when my city don't love me back, I love my city for that because it made me be able to navigate, you know what I mean? I just left Mecca. I'm going to Kenya on Sunday. The way I'm going to navigate in Kenya, in that jungle, in Nairobi, I learned how to do that in West Philly on 52nd Street, being around the hustlers, being around the older Muslim brothers, seeing Brother Bilal, seeing brothers go out there in the beginning of the day selling oils, knowing if they don't sell no oils, they can't feed their family. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that, seeing them brothers hustle, learning that hustle, learning that grit, learning that grind, knowing if I like it and I want it, I got to work for it. I learned that from that city. So I love that city. I love that place. I love everything about the good, the bad, and the ugly because it's, it's a rough town, but I love everything about it. So now let's go back now and, and, and talk about you said your upbringing when you were younger. You said you're nine years old, man of the house. So mm-hmm. um, in the household, was yourself? You, you got any brothers or sisters? You got any siblings? Yeah, I got, I got a little sister. Okay, my little sister. I got a couple of little sisters, but through my mom, I just got one little sister. So growing up, it usually was me, my mom, and my little sister. Okay, you know what I'm saying. So growing up in West Philly, I was when I first came home. I went to 49th and Hoops. It was very, very heavy violence and drugs in the area, and um, my mother didn't play none of that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like my mother. My mother did such a great job growing up that I didn't know we struggled until I got grown and I look back at certain things. But when I was growing up, I, I can't front like some people. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I've been cool the whole movie. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've been fly the whole movie. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I wasn't, you know, I, I don't have that, you know, I, I ain't Mike Jones. It was like, they wanted me back then. They wanted me now. My mom sacrificed. When, when, the, when the sneaks was in, I had them. Whatever haircut mm-hmm. you were supposed to have, I had it. But my mom sacrificed for it. She worked for it. And she did her best to keep me off them corners. And she she realized that if I do this, if I give him this, he won't have no excuse. Right. So when I did make mistakes and I did venture out my house to make mistakes, it wasn't so much for me as a need. It was more so for me just trying to be grown or follow, being a follower at a young age because my mother did an outstanding job. I'm not even going to get on here and pretend like she did. My mother is amazing. Right. She's still lit. She's still beautiful, still, you know, part of my movements, part of everything I'm doing. And <laughs> holding me down, you know, she makes appointments for me, she makes sure I'm good, you know what I mean? So that's dope. I love my Umi and um, you know, that's that's another thing, you know, when I think about my city because that same city taught her how to handle her business, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So that's how I came up. Where was your dad at the time? You know, same old story, you know, dealing with the streets, you know what I'm saying? So gotcha. he was out there in the streets getting caught up. My dad actually was a great musician, but he um you know, he he had some vices and some habits that took him away from his family and took him away from us. But, um, you know, may Allah guide him. I actually invited him to my iftar last year. I haven't seen I went, like, 15 years without ever talking to him. And last year, just me growing spiritually, something in me was like, yo, let me at least holler at him so, you know, if he die or if, God forbid, I die, right. you know, I could at least, you know, holler at him because, you know, I, if you want Allah to forgive you, you have to forgive. So I'm not going to sit around being no big baby like, oh, you wasn't there to play catch with me. You know, I forgive you, man. Maybe you could have a relationship with my kids even though you can not have one with me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And did you speak to him? Did he did he come? Did he check you? Yep, up? he actually came to my iftar. Iftar is uh, during Ramadan when we break fast, and uh, we did the first annual Muslim Don iftar. I had about fifty Muslim brothers come out, and I invited my pop, and um, that literally was the first time I seen him in like fifteen years. And he came out; everybody loved him. You know what I mean? He he like me, he like you know, he very personable, very wavy. So you know, it was like he never missed a beat. You if you, people seeing us there would have thought me and my dad talk every day. You know what I mean? So, you know, he's still dealing with some things, but, 
you know, I'm in a position now where I want to, you know, I feel like one of my callings is to help him get right. And, you know, he has a daughter who I grew up not really acknowledging because I had like a jealousy towards her, which I said she couldn't, she gonna probably watch this too. My little sister, Destiny, who I love to death and I always love, but I just had misguided anger because I didn't like my dad. So I equated her with him, but mm. you know what I mean? I want to, I want to have her in my life now, my niece and even my pop, we probably have a room for him in the mansion too. You know what I mean? Inshallah. So, you know, in order to be, you have to forgive to be forgiven. And I got a lot I need to be forgiven for. So I definitely want to, you know, forgive my pop. Let me ask you a question. Yes, sir. I'll let let you finish. I need full attention. So when you're done. (laughs) He's trying to cook it up. You know what he's trying to do. (laughs) Talk to me. Not really. Not really trying to cook it up. I'm going to. Do you think that by your father not being there, that sort of um, molded your life into a different way? Do you think that your life may have, or your childhood may have gone a different way if he was present, if he was in the home? You know what? Like I said about make turning a positive, turning a negative to a positive. What I think is some of the things that I thought was a punishment growing up. Like I used to feel like I was punished that I didn't have a big brother or a dad. But then when I look back, I feel like Allah blessed me because I'm a leader of men now. You know what I mean? Like, I'm a leader. Like, like the brothers I have with me, when you see the brothers with me, these are all other leaders. So for them to trust me to be the leader of the leaders says a lot about my leadership. Like, I don't have no flunkies with me. I don't send nobody to the store. When you see me as a boss next to a boss, as a winner next to a winner, as a car next to a car, as a star next to a star. A lot of these people y'all interview, one guy comes in looking nice, and then it's five dudes that don't look as nice. You see all these coats these brothers got on. You see... You see, the security got Giuseppe's on. Like, look, look over there. Look, you see that? What's those you got on right there? That's the Zeppies, right? You see what I'm saying? So it's like, you see success. You see, you you see Noor in Islam and Arabic. It's called Noor. It's a light you see. So I feel like not having my dad prepared me for that. The Queen feel me. You know what I'm saying? And Queens definitely feel me. You know what I'm saying? Shout the Queens for Shout the G money. So like, walk us through. You know. Growing up, um, you know, um, so you had a little, you have a little sister, yeah, and like, who, mom, she worked hard, but she, you also gave mom a lot of credit. You said that um, she tried her best to make sure you had and stuff like that. She ain't just tried, but she did it. She did it. Shout she out to it. mom. Yeah, Shout out to mom a lot. You hear how good I speak? That's because she sacrificed for my education. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? She Respect. made sure, like, with with little to nothing. But the little bit she had, I'm going to put this boy into a good school so he can out-talk the rest of these jokers, out-think the rest of these jokers. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, Oom um did that. So, yeah. Shout Let's give Oom um the proper, proper, proper. Salute. Salute. As Salute. you would say, Mama Love. I say Oom. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Shout yeah. out to Mama Love. Yeah. You, um, <clears throat> what age you started going outside? Young. She told me I was the man of the house at nine. I lived in an area that was very, very popping. Very, very, very active. You know, mm-hmm. I was on 49th and Hoop Street. I went to James Rose Elementary School. So where I was at, it was just many ways to navigate your hustle. You could go to store back then. You know, back then it was a different time in the streets because when you look at the streets now, like, you can't really tell who's in the streets. This was back at a time where, like, you could tell who was getting money. You know what I'm saying? So it was like the people, the hustlers that I saw coming up when I was young were very successful in my eyes, at least at that time. Now, looking back, I don't know their business or their bank accounts, but, you know, these dudes... You know, now you got dudes who call themselves street dudes and trapping. They don't even own a car. They don't even own a prop, nothing. You know what I'm saying? Back then, dudes was, you know, moving out the hood and having the nicest cars and the nicest clothes and the nicest jewelry and stuff like that. So you aspired to get those things. 
and where I grew up at, you didn't, you know, we didn't see anybody make it to the NBA or we didn't see any doctors or lawyers. We seen dudes from the streets elevate. So you thought that was the way to acquire those things. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? It's not like back then. It wasn't like a bunch of rappers that made it. You know what I'm saying? Now, kids got a lot of different things they could look at via social media. You know, kids know they could pick up their phone now and pretty much be anything they want to be. We didn't have those aspirations. It was like a few things. Like, you know what I mean? Like, when people thought about sports, that was like to go to school for free. If you wanted to get some money, you probably had to go to the corner. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know, and if you wanted to get some slow money, you go get a job. But that wasn't nothing nobody really looked up to. You was trying to play ball, though, um, when you was younger. I wasn't trying. I was a baller. I'm still okay. a baller. I was still, balling. Still got it? A little bit. You know what I mean? I got, <laughs> I got to get the sons right and the, and the kids in the neighborhood right. We do a lot of, you know, giving back and a lot of stuff. And, I, you know, just to stay in shape. But um, right, right. I definitely had hoop dreams growing up. Were you nice? I was amazing. I was great. <laughs> I was so you great. Were, you was on the team in I high school great. and everything. I was great. That, you know, invited, you know, you know, special invitations to camps and, you know what I'm saying? Like, I was one of them guys. I was great. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I guess. Uh, self, <laughs> self, self-flattery. Self-flattery, yeah. That was yeah, great. Well, let you tell it. Let I, I, never, tell I, it. I didn't see it. We got to do a flip the script, like, basketball game this summer. So uh, we got a lot of yeah, people up here that, yeah. that they used to play ball. No, no, don't, don't give them that credit. I didn't see it. No, we, we, we got to put together. We got highlights and, and then we're going to see. Listen, listen, listen. Let me tell you something, man. <laughs> you, you know, you, you a fan of battle rap, which I know. And, and you know, a lot of times, what a lot of those dudes, when they say about it, they best battles, what they used to tell you, this was before they was what? On camera. You know what I'm saying? So... I was in the streets playing a lot of ball. I was all over playing ball. No, I, you know? see, I see it. I you see it. You know what I'm saying? I was so one of them guys. What what changed? You, you got in trouble in school? You got expelled from school? Do you? I got kicked out of school. Um, what happened? Uh, why I got kicked out of school? Yes. I got kicked out of two schools. I got kicked out of a couple schools, but basically it just became, you know, I was one of them. I was smarter than the teachers. I was smarter than the teachers. At least I thought I was smarter than the teachers. The school pace was slowing up. I was attracted to things that I didn't feel like I needed school to do. And um, you know, the, the you know the, the 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 desires of the streets, the desires of women. It just for me, it was just like school was just like a waste of time. So it was almost like I was trying to get kicked out of school. I was never stupid. I was never dumb. I wasn't doing a whole bunch of fighting. But um, and uh, my last year, my mom moved to like a little nicer neighborhood to try to give me a better chance. I was going to a little nicer school. Got in trouble in school. Had some stuff in school I wasn't supposed to have in school. You know how that is. I come in when I come back from the Votech. They got everything from my locker on the table. And they was trying to allege that some stuff was mine, and they expelled me from the school. So it was, it was okay. It was, so were you hustling in school? Yeah, I was hustling outside of school, in school. Mm-hmm. Somebody told on you? You think? Do you think somebody, somebody told definitely you? told on me? Yeah, somebody definitely told on me. And when you got expelled, that sort of messed up your basketball journey that you were on because obviously the school was, was yeah, backing you, you know, and stuff it, it like was that. a it was a big black eye because you know what I mean like. When you're getting recruited and stuff like that, I was getting college letters and everything like that. And, you know, everything goes on your record. It's like a job interview. It's like, you know, you know, they say, what happened to so-and-so? If you get expelled, coaches going to know you got expelled. It's just like if you got a certain grade point average, you know what I mean, or your SAT score. So it just didn't equate. It wasn't. It started to look unrealistic to me, and I wasn't going to chase something that wasn't attainable. Like, I knew what was up. Like, you know, you sit down with the counselor. I remember they set me down one year, and it was like my credits didn't even add up. It was like, yo – I could get all A's and I still wasn't going to be on pace to graduate. So it was like, you know what? This ain't it. You know what I'm saying? And I'm trying to take the SAT preps and they was talking about junior college and all this different stuff. And I was like, I'm going to go get me some money. And that's what happened. It was just like, I ain't doing this no more. I'm going to go get me some money. I'm going to figure something else out. And, you know, you bump your head doing that and you live. Like I said, I never lost. I either won or I learned. I just was learning. So you, 
You get kicked out of school. You didn't finish school. No, I ain't finished school. You're, in, you're very intelligent. I guess you read in dictionaries. A- absolutely. Yes? Well, 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 I do that too sometimes. Yeah, of sometimes. course you say that. Of course you make yourself seem do something that you wasn't. I mean, doing. I, I told like you, you wasn't reading the dictionary. Malcolm X is one of my heroes. Yeah, Malcolm X did that. what? Malcolm X. If you if you know the story of Malcolm yes, X, which yes. I will hope you do, because you you talk about him a lot on this platform with a lot yeah. of people who act like they know a lot about him. And one of the things they mm. know is the first book that he embraced was the dictionary because he wanted to learn how to make sure he knew how to talk and be able to hang with the big dogs. That's a so fact. I, one thing I always did, like some of the some most of the smartest people in the world aren't uh, fundamentally educated. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I still I feel like I'm in school every day. I got online professors. Like I, I look at people like David Banner and Derek Grace and the late Nipsey Hustle, you know what I mean? Those are my professors. You know what I'm saying? I learned from people like that. You know what I mean? Like even when I came here today, G Money said, Have you ever watched a show? Like, you know what I mean? I do my homework I was watching these joints like game films last night preparing for this, you know what I'm saying? Because I've always learned proper preparation prevents poor performance. You know, I studied this, man. This is this is a way of life. This is real deal for me, man. This is everything to me. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to turn this into currency. That's the difference between most people. People come here, they sit on this couch, they, they go back and forth, they play with flip, pause, and they leave, and they get a couple weeks of good views, and then they go away. I am going to turn this into currency. I'm going to turn this into a movie. You see what I'm saying? I'm going to turn this into a movie. If y'all do y'all part, I'm going to do my part. I'm going to get some money off of this. I promise you. And I'm going to show y'all the proof. I'm going to screenshot the proof to y'all. And y'all going to be like, damn, that boy really did that. The greatest hustler alive. Let me take these time fours off, too, because I don't want them to say I, I have my glasses on the whole time. Take them time fours off real quick. Let them see them pretty browns. Let them see them. I'm going to put them back on now. I'm going to put them back on now. Philly in the building. West Philly. He cool, man. Tell him, tell him. Tell him, G. G, tell him, G. Tell him, G. Tell him, G. Tell him, G. Free Kill King. Free AR ad. Philly in the building, man. Free Dark Low. We in the building, man. Free Rallo. Free La Ox. Wow. Let me ask you a question. What made you get? What, so when did the music thing come in? What uh, made you get into music? I gotta give props to um, major figures in state property. I mean, I feel like they made major rap figures, cool. Wow. You know what I'm saying? You think about this, like, like I said, when I was young, young, rapping in Philly was like corny. It was like backpackers, and you know what I mean, like dudes at the lunch table beatboxing and stuff. That was corny. But then the figures, the figures, like, was rapping about like street stuff and Prada and fly, you know. Shout mm-hmm. to Spado, you know what I'm saying? Shout to Gilly, like, you know what I'm saying? Shout to Ab Lava, and then, of course, State, Pro- State Property, you know what I mean? The figures, like, kick the door, you know, the figures, like, kick the door, and then the property just knocked it off the hinges. Beanie Siegel, Freeway, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Young Gunner, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, they made it cool. They made it cool, they made it wavy, they made it live, like what I'm doing. Like, I make it cool, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I make it wavy, you know what I'm saying? Like, certain people could do something and it's not cool. Too. You got you, it. Got to be cool. You know what I'm saying. So before them, um, who'd you guys play in Philly? Well, who'd you who'd you guys play hip hop wise before Major Figures and them? You guys play New York music out there or New York artists? Not me. I'm real. I was real geo back then. I was real geographical. So I was like, for me, like my first love for hip hop was always Philly stuff. Like I'm always gonna say Philly people. Like mm. I can't front. Like even if we, you know, what I'm saying like it's just always been Philly for me. But if you talking about in the whole. Of course, you know what I mean? People, you know, like my neighbors would be listening to, you know, whatever New York had going on. New York right down the street, so they would always love it. I grew to New York. I grew to love New York after my love. Like, 
I give the credit to the property and figures for making me even love hip hop. Gotcha. And then I explore other, you know what I'm saying? Then I, New York is my second home. So but I love but walk us through your, how you first started making music. Um, what year and how you first started making music? I came right in the game, man. Like, like let me tell you how I'm a greatest hustler alive. This this start from the beginning. Flip. So, right, I literally went to the studio. This is no, look, I called myself trying to be a rapper, right? Mm-hmm. So, I went to this little music store. I got an instrumental. Got the instrumental to Uchi Wally. I go to the studio, and I, like, wrote my little rap, like, this corny rap I wrote, and then I'm in a booth rapping it. So, the dude is like, yo, you ready for your ad-libs? And I'm like, what's that? I didn't even know what ad-libs was. So the dude was like, that's when you say some of the words, whatever, boom, boom, boom. Fast forward, I did two tracks. It was $50 an hour. I'll never forget. I did two tracks in that for that for that hour. I gave him 50 bucks. I left. I got a little CD burn. I'm like, I'm a rapper now. Like, I'm a rapper. Mm-hmm. I took my little CD. I wrote a note to Damon C. Williams from the Philadelphia Daily News. I wrote him a note about this rapper named Tone Trump that he just had to hear. Yo, this dude, Tone Trump is fire, blah, 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 blah. Thinking, like, you know what I mean? Because the Daily News had an entertainment section, and it had his, his number and stuff. The dude calls me back. Yo, Tone Trump, I want to interview Tone Trump. So literally, like a week after me getting a rap name, recording my first two freestyles that were completely garbage, I got a full-page article in the Philadelphia Daily News with my picture and everything. This is like our real paper. This is like being in the, the New York Daily News. Like You know what I'm saying? Like how They don't usually put rappers in there unless they're getting arrested. So they wrote a whole story on me, how I'm next up, blah, blah, blah. So now I'm like, oh, I got to... You know, I had this white boy in my building. At this time, this back in the day, I'm already living in condos downtown. This white boy named Mike Fazio lived in my building. I had him make me a MySpace page. And uh, from there, I just started doing what I always did. Whenever I get into something, I attack it like it's my last day. I came into the rap game not knowing how to rap. And I just elevated and elevated and elevated. I, I, I learned right away. I was watching everybody what they was doing. And all of those dudes, I knew I had to cater to my strengths. And I knew, you know what I knew I could do better than everybody? You probably could see already. I know she know I could talk better than everybody. So I would get on these Philly DVDs and I would talk heavy, talk trash, talk shit, talk. I mean, I was just talking so much trash that people was like, who is this dude? Who is he? The main thing people would say is, I know who he is, but I never heard his music because I didn't have no music. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They used to think I was insulted by that. Like, yo, everybody say they never heard your music. I got two songs. Like, of course, they my, people that hang with me never heard my music. You know what I mean? My mom never. Nobody heard my music. I haven't heard my music. But I was just on every DVD talking heavy. My MySpace, you know, obviously, no, no homo. I'm an attractive man. So I had a lot of female followers on the MySpace going crazy for me. I'm in everybody top eight and everybody top three, top one. I was the WCW before it was the WCW, so the females made me their favorite. That top eight was serious. It was super serious. And I'm talking about, like, I was, like, I was in people that count. Like, you know what I mean? I was in people who count top eight. So I was just lit. I was viral before viral, and it just kept going and going and going. For instance, like, you know what I mean? I get a call one day. Somebody said, yo, you on Worldstar. You know what I said to the person? I said, what's Worldstar? Oh, it's this new website. Two months later, the owner of Worldstar is calling me Worldstar Tony. You know what I mean? I'm making $5,000. When people was paying to get on Worldstar, I was making money off Worldstar. You know what I mean? I'm talking about real money. You know what I mean? Doing real deals. You know, I was setting it up back then where I was having it. You know, shout to Q, man. You know, God bless the dead. You know, I had Q working with me where I was setting up where I would do features for dudes. And part of the feature would be I would shoot the video and then I would get our video on Worldstar. So I had... 100 videos on Worldstar. You know, I was up there three times a day just beating it up. And this is at a time where Worldstar was becoming like being on TV. So now I'm flying all over the country off being Worldstar Tony, getting booked, getting booked, getting booked, getting booked. Been winning since day one. 
been winning since day one. It's been a blessing. I, I mean, I can't front. Like, I wish, like, I w- you know what I mean? Like, like it, it almost sounds like a lie, but it's all real. Like, you could look it all up. Everything, like, every move, like, every time I got into something, it would just, Allah would just bless me and elevate me. You know what I'm saying? And I'm what was your grateful. first, <clears throat> sorry, what was your first feature? My first paid feature or, like, big feature like an artist? Well, your first feature, because it's, you know, I know I've you- never paid for a feature in my career, shout okay. to me. Literally, I've never mm-hmm. paid nobody to get on a song. And when you think about that for a second, you're talking about a guy who has songs with... CeeLo Green? I have an album with CeeLo Green, right. a whole album. Five-time Grammy winning CeeLo Green. I have an album with him. I just got finished playing that for an executive in Union, New Jersey, before I came here. That's out of here, <laughs> mashallah. But I'm talking about features. I've worked with Birdman, <laughs> Akon, mm-hmm. Styles P. I mean, Chief Keith. I mean, the list goes on. Beanie Siegel, Freeway. You name them. You know what I'm saying? You name them. K Slay, you know, Funk Flex, you name them. I don't, I'm not nobody's cousin. I'm not nobody's friend. This is all prayer and hard work, hustling smart. You know Tell what I'm saying? It. I've been on Hot 97 since 09. I was on Hot 97 last week. How many people, first record they got on Hot 97, got played in 09 record play last week? Not many. You know, my graduating class I came with, dudes either blew up and went major, like a French, and then there's a thousand other dudes who now working regular jobs somewhere. I'm flying to Africa Sunday as Tone Trump. First of all, slow down, man. Like, like <laughs> enough, enough with the enough with the theatrics. Enough. The theatrics. Enough. There's no theatrics. There's no theatrics. Yeah, chill out, man. Life. Chill out. I like your jacket. Yo, chill out, man. Chill out. When it sounds when, when it sounds so good, when it sounds so good, it almost sounds like a lie. But you know, nah, what I mean? believe you. But I just feel like you know you're putting a lot of emphasis in these these conversations. And we can we can we pause one minute because my phone is going crazy. Let me just make one call and then I'm gonna hand somebody else my sure. phone. Sure. So let's let's. You get, from the nice part of Queens? Or are you from the? I don't know where I'm from. I'll, I'll all right, all right, all right. Yeah, that's right. It's, um, my, it's my interview. Let me talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, how you got up with? Because they said that you had a. Uh, uh, Come on, man! You better than that. Get off of that Wikipedia. No, nah, let's nah, have a conversation, nah, 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 man. Nah, nah, I, I got, I got Come notes, on, G. Buddy, tell you you're supposed to do his research before he get here. Nah, don't do that to me. I, I did, but the, you see the questions that I want to ask. I don't want to get into it yet. Okay. Because it's gonna be a long night. Okay. So allow me. Okay. Don't come here and try to tell me how to do what I'm doing. You right. You right. You right. You right. We got notes that we go to each other. You right. All right. So slow down. Let's go. Because I want to know about certain individuals, but I want to take it slow. I don't want to go into certain individuals that may cause a a, a certain tone. I mean, I want to start off. Man, get to them, man. Get to them. Get to them people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to be cool real quick, but yeah, it, it did say that you had a, um on Wikipedia. You know, you had a record called Every Day is Crazy with these two gentlemen. Um, I guess it was an anti-violence record. Like, who who are these dudes? Uh, I guess it says Jay Bezel and some, you know. We'll oh, that was, that was uh, man, that's, that was some not, uh, yeah, uh, shout to Malik Aziz, man, from Men United. I actually, we actually just went to go visit him. Uh, me and one of the brothers here with me, man. He's one of the elders. He's a uh, former gang leader mm-hmm. who uh, is doing, like, the, you know, the brothers that come home and then they, you know, they, they inspire to, like, do right. And he basically uh, reached out to a bunch of rappers in Philly. That was probably over a decade ago. And they, uh, they, they did a movie called Close to Death. It was basically a documentary about people who had survived being shot, gun violence in Philly, which is still a problem, unfortunately. And um, I was one of the people that uh, spearheaded Paul's that project. And we went around touring the schools. And, uh, you know, it was a dope, it was a dope vibe. All right. Uh, 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 let's get it. So, you know, let's start off with... You know, at the time, you know, people were accusing you, you know, you had the Joey Jahaz and that accusing you of having fake jewelry. Mm-hmm. You know, are you going to finally admit that 
or are you going to still stand on your square that the jewelry wasn't fake? You know, because back in the day, back at those times, you know, people, you know, were buying those type of, not even intentionally, but getting tricked by the jewelers. Mm -hmm. So, you know, is there any truth to what they said? You know, because some of the diamonds, I watched a video a long time ago and I watched it recently again. You know, those kind of colors of those diamonds are real, real, real expensive. Um, we talking about in the, in, the, in the millions, you know, mm -hmm. those type of colors, exotic colors. It's rare, you know, the real ones. Mm -hmm. So, I, you know, I want to know what's your opinion on that or, or, you know, what happened? Before I answer that question, because like I said, I'm not going to run from no questions. Before I answer that question, I want to take the time to tell everybody, like, um, I, I want to drop jewels. I want to educate as well as entertain. So I came on with the fly stuff. So I want to educate real quick. I want everybody, I want you to pause this video right now and I want you to Google what's going on in Palestine right now, what's going on in Gaza right now, and um, just educate yourself. You don't have to be Muslim to care. You just have to be human. So uh, I just want, you know, I see a lot of people come on here and they do a lot of bragging. They do a lot of tough talk. They do a lot of controversy talk. I want to do that too, but I also want to educate. So I want people to pray for Palestine and not only pray for them, but educate yourself what's going on in Palestine right now. Google Palestine. Google Gaza, just know that if it could happen there, it could happen here, it could happen anywhere. Educate yourself and just know that prayer is the weapon of the believer. To answer your question about that, um, when you talk about jewelry, I'll say this about jewelry, bro. The same people that talked about the jewelry I was wearing at that time, the same artists who talked about my jewelry, double back and shop with the same jeweler that I was getting my jewelry from. If you watch those videos, the response video, the person who talked about my jewelry, went into that same jewelry store, the artist you mentioned, because if we're going we gonna to talk about situations. Mm -hmm. You said Joey Jihad, who now me and Joey Jihad at that time, we were having a little issue, but now, you know, we, we good, so I don't want to rehash it's nothing. Shout to Joey Jihad. Um, he went into that jewelry store and took picture with jewelry on for the, to make the cover of his CD. What he didn't know is in the process of him doing that, one of the chains he had on was actually one of my chains. Because when I would go out of town sometimes, I would take, which a lot of people do, you take your jewelry back to the jewelry store, whether they get clean, whether they get diamonds replaced, different things like that. So if you're going to bring up the video of them talking about my jewelry being fake, you have to also talk about the response video, which featured the jeweler, the same jeweler who made pretty much every rapper in Philly's jewelry at that time, co-signing that I spent the most money in that jewelry store. I saw that. Okay, you ain't mentioned that. He also mentioned that Joey Jihad came in there and took pictures and didn't buy anything out the jewelry store. So he went in there. The person who you said said my jewelry was fake went in, took a picture, took a bunch of pictures, then took the jewelry off and left. And that was his main picture, which I showed on World Star video that went classically viral. Also, if you remember, the other person in that video who mentioned me about my jewelry, I wound up exposing him as what? I'll let you say. You remember what he was exposed no, as? No. He was exposed as a child molester. World Star labeled it the quickest career ender in hip hop history. He dissed me on Monday. Monday night, I put up the video showing him on Megan's Law, and we never heard from him again. So you know, how, that's did, you the, how did you find that out? Um, Intel man, somebody sent me a message. Somebody who actually I met him through that message, and it's funny they still my brother to this day. He had sent me a message. He said, "Yo, the dude that's dissing you with Joey Jihad, he's on Megan's Law." I replied back. I said, "I need his name, bro. I need his name." He gave me his government name, and a brother was on Megan's Law. And that almost got me in trouble because you're not allowed to use Megan Law to tease or threaten anybody. So the police actually was, like, on my back a little bit about it. That's why that video actually got deleted. My response video, you can't mm -hmm. find nowhere on the Internet because it was legal ramifications because they felt like I used Megan's Law to, like, intimidate or whatever, Because which he probably told on me because 
when he knew I had that information, first he denied it. I had them on the phone behind closed doors. I was trying to get a bag out of them. I was like, yo, bring me a couple of dollars. I won't expose it. You know what I'm saying? I was going to expose it anyway, but I was going to try to get a bag too. Mm-hmm. And uh, he couldn't come up with the bag. I pressed the go button, World Star backed it. The thing went viral before it was going viral. So that's how I'm going to answer that question, man. Google Palestine, yo. Um, And so <laughs> when you said the person that was in, you know, because two people dissed you at the, at the same time. Mm-hmm. It was Joey Jihad and the Mike Knox dude. Mm-hmm. Is that the second guy we're talking about? Or no, no, no. Mike, no, no, okay. no, no. Mike Knox wasn't that dude. Mike Knox, no, okay. I definitely don't want people to think that. Mm-hmm. Mike Knox, uh, he just came on from jail not long ago. Yeah, he st- definitely wasn't in jail for no uh, freaky stuff like that Salute. guy was. Okay. Yeah, so I wasn't talking about Knox on that one. Why, why were people, why were those dudes at the time coming at you? What, what Did you have any running in with them in the street? Or it was just a competitive thing? Because you, in your, in your words, not in my words, I just want to clear that, mm-hmm. you were hot. If they ain't hating, you ain't winning. You know what I'm saying? I was, you know, like I said, I was, the, you know, I was, I was the hottest artist at the time. I was the hottest artist who also wasn't affiliated and wasn't friends with anybody. So it's like it was cool. It became cool to hate on me. And and, and honestly, I earned a lot of that hate too. I was very arrogant. I talked way better than what my music was. I was very popular. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? These same dudes were sending videos to World Star, and World Star was replying back with that uh, user submission fee and all of that. And they was wondering how I was up there five times. Like I literally could eat a salad and it'd be on World Star. Tone Trump eats a salad. These dudes are shooting videos and vlogs, and they can't look. They couldn't do nothing. They they you know what they they figured out? If I diss Tone Trump, that's the only way I get on there. And that's what really was happening. So, so none of this stemmed from anything. It's just you were just hot and they came well, at you. Well, each situation is different. I was beefing with so many people. Some of that stuff came from different stuff. Like, okay. you know, me and Mike Knox, we was in a group together. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Shout to Mike Knox, shout to Kodak, shout to Vig. We was in a group together. And uh, he had got locked up. While he was locked up, I had brokered a production deal with Steve Morales. I moved to Miami. I was feeling myself. I was young. I had a whole bunch of money. I was very arrogant. And uh, being, it was like the big brother, little brother thing. You know what I mean? He was trying to check me as a big brother. And when he went to jail, he was more, he was like my big brother. But while he was in jail, I had came up a little bit. And I was feeling myself like, you ain't my boss. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I was bossing up now. So it was a clash of egos, a clash of power. And um, Mike Knox is very respected in Philly. So when me and Mike Knox went to our little beef or whatever, people chose sides. And I feel like so many people were scared of him. People chose his side and act like they didn't like me. People would see me on the low and be all, you know what I mean? Yo, man, you killing it. But these people wouldn't show me no love in public. You know what I'm saying? Because they didn't want to offend Knox. Knox was moving around at the time. Knox was wilding at that time. He'd tell you so. Mm-hmm. I let him say it, but he That's was right. wilding at that time. You know what I'm saying? So when me and him was going at it, that was very real. That was a very real situation. That was past rap because we really knew each other. And it was really like the people around us who was really trying to hurt each other because me and him the whole time, even though we wasn't liking each other, I knew deep down he had a certain love for me, and I know he had I had a certain love for him. But it was also pride and ego stuff going on too. So that could have got very ugly. I'm glad that that didn't. Pride and ego is the number one, you know, uh, cause to a lot of situations in our society, in our community. Absolutely. And I kind of now gaining my respect a little bit, five percent. You know, out of a hundred, you just gained my respect by acknowledging that at the time, only five. Yeah, only five. At the time that you were in an ignorant state, I actually, I actually respect that. Right. I, that real, real talk. I, I want to salute you for that, man. Um, I mean, I got because you, you acknowledged that. You know, when you got locked up, you were, you know, you came up and you took um, responsibility for your ignorant behavior. Absolutely. And I salute you for that. Absolutely. And I like that, man. It, it's it's a hard thing to do. Well, it's not. It's not. It's not. You know what it is, man. When you secure, 
and you confident as I am, you know what I mean? I can't come in here talking how I talk, looking how I look, wearing these $2,000 jeans, you know what I'm saying, coming here talking about flying to Africa Sunday. I can't talk that talk and be sensitive. I can't talk that talk and be dis disingenuous. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, my story is my story, and I'm going to use my story to inspire others. I do that every day. So the people that watch me, the reason why people see me, when they see me praying five times a day now, when they see me in Mecca, when they see me in Medina, when they see me doing these givebacks, you, you know, I, I want to talk about some of that stuff too. When we oh, talk yeah, about yeah, beasts, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to talk about, you know, feeding the homeless. But don't, wanna... don't, don't, don't tell us. We, we're going to get to it. No, I'm not telling you nothing, but I'm just, let me talk my talk too. Okay. You yeah, talk yeah. your talk, I'm going to talk my talk too. Yeah, but too. I'm going to get to it though. because I, I, Oh, I, you, you I definitely, you definitely are. Inshallah. Inshallah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna get to it because you letting your shout out to my hoodie too, too MDF Muslim Don Fan. You know, I would like one, but you know, hopefully, you know, you gotta take Shahada you gotta, first. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta take Shahada. Bit, you, know? you gotta take Shahada. You gotta respect this a little bit more. Five percent is enough to get you nowhere. Like, oh, oh, you gotta take Shahada first. Hey, you gotta be a Muslim. You gotta take Shahada first. I respect you guys, but you know, he he gained my. It's different, a little more, a little more, five percent more. It's right. a different type of respect. Right, right, As right. men, I respect everyone. You guys right. came in my home with respect, showed right. me love. Right. So Absolutely. the respect. Now we talking about letting your nuts hang. Pause. 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 I can't respect it. He's letting it, he's dragging it. So now I respect it five percent. Hardwood stains. He's dragging it. You know what I'm saying? He came in, you like a flip. You really give me the look like a flip. <laughs> so I had to, I, I got to slow it down. But as men, I, I salute all oh, you. All these guys are here respectful. You know what I mean? They ain't give me no. I say you can't record. They. I salute guys like that, man. It's not Absolutely. no extra stuff. Men, men stand up men. You know what I'm saying? Men are mine, and we take accountability for everything we do. We and, I and I respect that. That means I a lot. That. You know what I mean? I'm gonna get to you in two seconds. Um, <laughs> another question I want to ask you. You know, because I'm going on a. You know. I saw the video with uh that Louis V guy. Mm -hmm. Um. Where did that stem from? I saw the video. I saw you stood there. You didn't run. I saw the video. I had to rewatch. I had to remind myself. Because, you know, I did. What, what, what happened again? You said I stood there. I said, I, I'm, I'm not going to give you that much credit. You know what happened. But I stood there and I watched. Cause I wanted to catch you on something. Yeah, get him. And no, you stood there. You didn't move. Um, what? Where did how, that. How many, how many people was. How many, how, how many? It was how many against one? It was a lot of. It was about mm. five or six five hitting six, you. Yeah. Yeah, I, I yeah, never, yeah. I never, I never fell. No, you didn't fall. That Never ran. Hold on, hold on. You, you, you didn't probably didn't fall because you probably uh, braced yourself. You know, it happens to the best of us. Sometimes fear, fear law and nothing else, man. If you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. One thing I one thing I don't do is I never tr I never ever question the cutter of a law. Everything is already written. That moment right there was meant to destroy me. That moment was meant to that at that time at that time I was affiliated and signed to one of the biggest artists in the world, Young Jeezy. I had a record with Jeezy. I was going around the world picking up so much money. That happened on a Sunday. That particular Sunday that happened was one of the most successful financial weeks of my life. I'll never forget. I had like five shows that weekend. I had no business really being at the Philly Hip Hop Awards because I was on fire. I just got back from down south, North Carolina, Raleigh, Greensboro. Like, you know, you know. And you've been on a road flip, and you know how it goes. Like you can go into one city, G Money, you know this too, and you can do five things. Like so, I would do two features at three thousand a piece. I had a walkthrough for two thousand. I had a show for five. You know what I mean? So I literally came back at this time. You know, I'm, I'm talking twenty two. I'm talking a bag of money. Bad you know what I mean? I'm running around. I got a song called Afghan featuring GC. It's streaming crazy. Shout to Jeezy. And uh, that incident was a situation where at that time he was affiliated with Meek Mills. He is a hungry artist. He looked at it like a situation I felt to me. Only thing I could do is speak for me because I've really never used the answer to this question, but it's old now, my short law. So the one thing I will say is I felt like he saw opportunity. 
and he felt like it was going to look like, because at the time it was like Ross and Jeezy was having smoke. So I think he wanted it to look like some Maybach, uh, CTE, Dream Chaser type thing. You know what I mean? He was chasing a bag. That's how I look at it. Because that person who you mentioned, who bust the move, who tried to bust the move, was 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 under my wing before he was even with Meek. A lot of people don't know that when they think about the backdrop of that story. Like, that was my bro at one point. You know I, what see, I, mean? I see you, you guys were on Sub-Zero together. There you go. You did your homework. You, I and, did. And he was right next to me on there. That's a fact. You yeah. were the white guy as well. Right, right, right. So, you know what I mean? So, I'm glad you I'm glad you you know you did your homework. So, um, which I, you know, I was dominating them Sub-Zeros. And a lot of people in New York. Let's talk about it. Cover, cover boy. It's dragging again. Cover boy. <laughs> cover boy. You know what I'm saying? I hear yeah. you. I hear you. Yeah, cover boy. Only one from Philly on the cover of Sub-Zeros. But, yeah, selling out. Touring off of them too. Ask Sub about that. Ask Sub about the bag I made with him. But anyway, I felt like that's what that was about. I felt like that was that look, that was that move. And um, I don't hold no ill will towards him. That move, it just disappointed me because it was just like, damn, this somebody who really know me. This somebody who I've helped before. You know what I'm saying? And he really was trying to just end my whole situation because that was supposed to be Tone Trump gets knocked out, robbed, blah, 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 and I would go away. And honestly, that move, like I said, a law, I'm. He covers me and blesses me so much that a move that was supposed to destroy me made me bigger than life. People from all over were like saluting me, like, yo, you know what I mean? Like, I talk so much trash that, like you said, people were looking for something to be like, they got him, they got him, and they didn't get me, mashallah. I mean, you did, you know, and I watched the video, uh, you were face in one way, and then you got snuck, and you didn't fall, but... I, when, slipped, I, I slipped and threw a jab. Yeah, yeah, you did, yeah, good job. The thing is, when you paraphrase, this is my issue, you know, and I, and and I and I I like what you said today, as far as like promoting, and you mm -hmm. can also when you're ready to plug in another positivity quote, you know, make mm -hmm. sure you check out, you know, Google Palestine because please do because if it can happen there, it, it can, can happen, happen anywhere. That's right. Yeah, it can happen here. That's right. But when somebody say he was under my wing, it was my man because I did see you guys together. And don't tell the backstory of what went wrong. It sort of, it sort of puzzled me, unless it's street stuff that you can't really talk it's about. It's definitely some street stuff. Okay. He talked about it in an interview recently. Um, I'll say that, and I've always prided myself in not really bringing street stuff to this. I'm Respect. a superstar. Respect. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, I, I can't, you know, this is a beautiful, powerful platform. I'm always, I feel watched by everybody. You Respect. know what I mean? I got fans in federal government. You know what I mean? I don't want to mm -hmm. wake no dumb stuff up. So it was definitely some street stuff. And... um. You know, like I said, he spoke about it in an interview, which, like I said, surprised me. But um, I'm definitely not in the streets. I don't have nothing to do with the streets. You know what I mean? I'm a, I'm a praying Muslim. I'm a mogul. I'm a father. You know? And uh, Would you... Yeah, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm a winner. I'm a hustler. <laughs> Would you ever sit down and have a conversation with him to make amends or that situation? You know, because you said that, you you know... you. To me, that you you sort of stripped your ego and pride now. To me, to me, you're like a new man. You know, from what I watch, even growing up, watch you on World Star. So, mm -hmm. would you be open no. to have a conversation? No, no, you would not be open to have a conversation. No, it's no, it's no, it's no need for it. Some things, you know, is but left left undone. You Respect. know, I, I don't hold no ill will. I don't, you know, it was a time I did, but some things you just got to move forward from. You know, what I'm saying that that that. If that would have went as they planned, that would have affected my children. That would have affected mm -hmm. my mother. And by the mercy of the law, it didn't. But um, that's too much right there. Like, you know what I mean? I'm not there yet. That's not to say I won't get there. But I've had people reach out to me before that I respect in the streets and stuff, you know, and say, you know, would you be willing to talk? But no, you know what I mean? I wouldn't be willing to talk. But at the same time, I don't have no ill will towards the brother or his family or nothing he got going on. 
No, I was going to ask, like, how do you, you know, move forward after that? Like, you know, there's someone you said you had under the wing. Like, mm-hmm. how do you process that as far as your, your people around you after that or at that time? Like, your, your, your close friends and people that you do business with, like, how do you trust? Well, one part of that story that he, he didn't, it was very key in that story. On that video, mm-hmm. one of the things that was very, very hurtful and embarrassing about that video was, at the time, somebody who was looked at as my brother mm-hmm. ran on me in that video. You know, somebody who wound up, you know, years later, we wound up finding out he was a rat, you know, was wearing wires on dudes, uh, mill millions, mill millions, a stone-cold rat, stone-cold coward. You know, he left me for dead that day. You know, if them dudes would have jumped me the right way, you know, you watch the video, you see him cowering off, backing out, and he ran and he left me. And um, That's playing right now. I'm watching it. That hurt me more than any punch stone, you know what I mean? Just watching somebody that I got money with, travel with, pray with, Leave me, leave me for dead, and also, like I said, even worse than leaving me getting jumped, turn out to be a rat, a disgusting rat, something yeah, that I, something yeah. that I despise. The dude with the hat on, right? In the, like yep. the he backed off. Yes, he did. Um, he ran. He flew. Well, he backed. He off moonwalked on camera, but he <laughs> flew. Oh, he flew after. He was gone. And then we find out that this man was was a, a stone cold rat. A definite rat. I got mm. the, you know doc, and I just doc, bigger than documents. I got the actual wiretaps. Interesting. Did he did he wiretap you? He called me one time and uh, tried to talk about some stuff that I was just like, I'm like, why he calling me with this stuff? Stuff I don't know nothing about. I just hung up the phone, and then you know, my show law. Lucky for me, I didn't pertain in any of that conversation because uh, a good friend of mine in Philly wound up hitting me one day and was like, "Yo, I need you to hear something." He emails me the wiretaps. Um, ran into a couple of dudes that's locked up. You know, he telling on a case, so it just was a bad situation. I put out a you know a PSA, just letting everybody know that. You know, I have nothing to do with him. At the time when he got exposed as a rat, I hadn't seen him in about three years because I never talked to him again after that situation. Because when that happened, I didn't know he ran until the video came out. I'm going to tell you how much love Worldstar had for me. You know Worldstar put up any fight. That fight never went on Worldstar. They sent it to Worldstar, and Worldstar sent it to me and was like, yo, these dudes trying to get us to put this up, but take a look at They told me the time. They said, yo, your brother runs... You know, you might want to see what your brother did, cause I didn't know. People was in my people was in my Instagram comments that was there. It was like, yo, that's crazy. Your man left you, and I called him. I was like, yo, why people saying you left me? Cause he told me he was like on the side fighting some other dudes. Mm. I believed him. We we had been through way worse stuff than that before. You know what I mean? Like, cause at that time I was living very wild. I was on the road. Like even that weekend, I went through something way wilder than that. You know, anybody know about touring down south, man? It get real down there. Them boys down there get real down there. You down in North Carolina where everybody is strapped legally. I mean, in the club. You know what I mean? It get real wild. So being, you know, an artist on the grind on the road like that, I've, you know, I'm in every small little club. You know, like these little clubs y'all got in the Bronx. I'm in those type of clubs in every city in America. You know, going around hustling, hustling, hustling. Somebody want to feature after the show, we going to the projects to do it. We risking it all for this. So for that to happen where it happened, that even where that happened, that is a very is a shopping district. That wasn't like we was in the hood where they tried to pop off at. We was in the middle of, you know, like downtown Philadelphia. So, you know, that was all, like I said, I didn't lose, I learned. I win or I learned. In that situation, I won and I learned. So you watch Battle Rap, yes? Oh, you know I do. Now, I ain't going to lie. I don't, I don't watch as much as I should no more because I'm just so busy. But I got mad love for a lot of battle rappers, though. And off the strength because my man um, spoke to him today. And he's doing new things with his podcast. And he asked me, you know, not to hash up anything that's going to make it seem like 
you know, he has any issue with Tone Trump or, or I, I want to say that he was very respectful, like uh, any issue or, you know, I got a park and I'm doing positive things and, you know, the internet is the internet or whatever, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking who I'm who I'm referring to. I'm pretty sure. About when, 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 I, when I think about podcasts, I think about flip the script. I think about Wallow and Gilly. You know, what I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know. My you, man, Matt Hoffa, got a podcast called My Expert Opinion. It's doing very well. Eminem just shouted out. Not saying you may care or not, but um, <laughs> he said Eminem shouted it out. He, he, that's definitely his man. He threw the tagline on the Eminem. I'm, saying, I'm saying no, no. I'm just saying you might not care or not. But what I'm saying is that do. You, do you look at situations like that as, as, as beef or just like internet stuff? Do you look at a situation like that or a misunderstanding with him as a beef or is just a... Because, and the reason why I said I had, to, I had to put the disclaimer because, you know, you're answering everything and I did speak to him today. You won't let me answer and, tonight. No, hold on, but See, I want to when they get to your man, you like, you making a question. You gotta let no, me talk. I, no, 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 I'm gonna let you talk. But I don't want I don't want to make it seem like I'm trying to because I was asked not to do something. So I don't want to make it seem but I can't. When you start listening, you always just start I, shit. I, I didn't just listen. I just <laughs> I just spoke about it. Right. So I did not listen, but right. I, I do have to say the positive it was no malicious annotation into that conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, like hey, nah, nah. no, it was like you know, I'm not on that type of time or anything. That's what I want to say. So how did you look at that situation? Um, I, just to put that there. I look at I look at a situation like this, man, like me being who I am in the position and the level I am right now, man, I, like I said, I turn every negative to a positive. So if you say if something was a beef, if I had a beef, I wouldn't talk about it on the interview. You know what I mean? Because if I have a beef, man, I'm going to handle a beef, and um, I would like it to stay in the streets. I don't feel like the streets should stay in the streets. And the internet, when I'm on the internet, I should be talking about, you know, my platform, my merchandise, my music, my business, how much I love my children, how handsome I am. My jeans. I just yo, I just walked New York Fashion Week too. That's major. I just did wow. that. Shout out shout out to Burning Guitars. Chill, you know what I'm saying? Like I really you know what I mean? Four or five I didn't throw it. NY Fashion Week, that's major. Like you talking about somebody Eminem shouting somebody out. Yeah, I did NY Fashion shout out to Lord Jamar. I did NY Fashion Week, you know what I'm saying? Mm. You know what I mean? You talking about Eminem, shout out to Lord Jamar. I, I I like I like Eminem just as much as Lord Jamar like Eminem. So my Eminem well, I made things to so, so, so I I said that because I'm just know, I know I'm having fun. Now. People, I, gotta, I gotta talk much. No, no, talk, talk. I'm not. I'm not mad. I, I, you know, I hear your man hyping you. And, and I'm trying to make you. I'm trying to make you walk in the cloud. I ain't gonna walk there. I ain't gonna walk there yet. I ain't gonna walk there yet. No, the thing. The thing is though. The Yo, thing listen. Is, but like I said, have you man, watched this podcast? It's dope. Nah, I ain't never watched it. I ain't never watched it. Just peace. It's, it's dope. You, yeah, you, you're you a nice guy. I'm yo, I'm you were Eminem watching it. That's major right there. He got you and Eminem. He don't need me. One thing. One thing I say though, man. That's a situation I never talked about like that. I knew when when your producer hit me, the first thing I saw in my the first thing that came to mind was you asking about that guy. And one thing I will say that I one thing that I will say about that situation that I've never said before is one thing that I did respect is you came to me at a time where like a lot of dudes was talking, 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 talking. I'll just say that you know whatever happened between us. It was a real situation. The one thing I didn't respect is whenever he told the story, I don't feel like he was 100% honest. And when I was asked about it, I wouldn't answer because at the time, I really looked at it like he ain't nobody that I really need to be worrying about. I was looking at it like who? Like I really, because to be perfectly honest with you, it all started from a rap battle. He had a battle with a rapper. The rapper mentioned me in his battle, and then he rebuttaled the rapper and dissed me. And people were hitting me saying, yo, so-and-so dissed you. 
not being funny or nothing, I didn't know who he was talking about when he dissed me. So when I saw who he dissed me, my reply was, my reply wasn't, I'm going to kill this person. My reply was, I'm getting money in New York every week. This person will never get money in Philadelphia. He will never get a paid show in Philadelphia. He will never get no money in Philadelphia. That was like my reply. That was me, you know, the arrogant me. And I was being honest. Even when we had our incident, I was coming off stage from headlining in New York City, where a bunch of New York rappers y'all all know opened up for me. I was headlining, SOBs coming off the stage, winning, shining, glowing. So my thing was, it was never when you say beef, beef is such a strong word. But one thing I will say, because like you said, you said he was saying something positive. Yeah. I'll say something positive. One thing I always respected is he bored it. He bored it. You know what I'm saying? And right. I didn't like how he narrated it, but I'm a rapper too. So, you know, you put the spin on it. But one thing I do know in any situation, I either win or I learn. And in that situation, I won and I learned. Everything I said, and I carried it like a man and like a boss the whole time. So much real stuff happened that night. And every interview I did, I could have made myself seem so gangster, so cool, so wavy. You know what I You know what I did? I don't know what y'all talking about. I was doing some of the biggest platforms at the time. So what happened with... I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. That's how I carried it. And I could look back at that with so much pride. And I don't have to have nothing ashamed about. I handle mine like a man, just like every situation. And I'm still undefeated. I'm still pretty. I'm here right now. I'm on. The, I'm on. I'm the, from Queens, man. Shout right, to Queens. Queens. You know so I got I, money with Fifty before. You 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 looked it up. You ain't want to ask about that. Though. No, I'm gonna ask Shout you, to Fifty. I, I want to do it. No, don't. You don't yo, stutter now. Yo, shout yo, to yeah. Shout to Queens. Shout to the real Queens. Yo, don't do you it. I mean? am the real Queens. Yeah, Chink, Stack yeah. Bundles, Maserati Fox. Yeah, rest in peace, my brothers. I know. I know. Why you don't got bino head on? Ghost, yeah. Ghost, Ghost got you a nice check, huh? Shout the Ghost, shout the Ghost, shout the Bambi, shout the Maestro. Yeah, I know. Oh, I know. Chill out. Shout the Queen. Ever do nothing like that in your life? Shout, shout the Halal Bros. Shout the Halal Bros. Shout the Halal Bros. Yeah. Huh? You count my pockets like that? How you gonna say that, boy? Catch you on Rosedale again. Yeah. I'm out there. Yeah, I know. Catch me if you can, huh? <laughs> I'll play tag every day. Pause. Um, labels. Labels. Let's, let's talk about, you know, because you were Jeezy. G MDF, MDF. MDF. Muslim Don Family. Okay. Go ahead. Paul, me. Shout the Malia, Skibo Debo, John Doe, YMG. Winners. Huh? Winners. Let me talk. Let me talk. Let me talk. <laughs> I couldn't wait for this joy. <laughs> Yo, is my Yeezy showing? Is my Yeezy showing? Your cameraman? All right. He's jeans showing. Did I mention I walked New York Fashion Week? Did I mention that? Yeah, yeah. I had my own jeans on Doc and Don Denim. Doc and Don Denim. Let's show, show the Yeezys a little bit in the camera. Let's show the Doc. No, no. Let's show the Doc and Don Denims. I don't get paid for the Yeezys. Okay. See that MDF on my jeans? The MDF. Shout the Doctor Stitchenstein. MDF. You like stuff? How much jeans? MDF. You said how much? The jeans range from fifteen hundred to thirty-five hundred. Every every pair is a one-on-one. Doc and Don. Debuted at New York Fashion Week. Doc and Don jeans. Back, so he can't help it. Why are you mad at him? Doc and Don G. He like this. Yeah, he love it. He like this. He like it. And the reason, the reason, before we get to MDF, because I want that to be a section, right? You know what I mean, right? With, with the respect within itself, but I want to go through because, like I said, you was with Jeezy. You also got a project with CeeLo. Mm -hmm. uh, you G Unit South. So, which one of those came first? If you could walk us through 
you know, which one of those was first? Cause I'm, I'm, I'm trying, I try to look like, man, which one was first, man? Well, 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 the, first thing, well the first thing was, I'm, I'm always a leader. So you see this TN on my hand, mm-hmm. Top Notch was my own company. So even when I didn't know what I was doing, I was a boss. I believed in it so much. When I was, see, everybody tatted now, but when I was getting tatted, it was like, you look like a Mexican. I was been getting tatted. You know, I was been getting inked up. Now you look, everybody got tats, face tats. But that TN for Top Notch, Top Notch came first. I started that, my own company. Um, from there, um, the G-Unit Philly, you said G-Unit South. It was G-Unit Philly. The affiliation with G-Unit Philly came from Mike Knox. Like I said, we was in a group. Knox had a situation, you know, um, building with Yayo and 50. They put something together. What a lot of people don't know is we shot a whole pilot for a reality show. 50 was back in the reality show. And, uh, you know, Knox got locked up. They got locked up. Basically, it was just a bunch of stuff with, you know, guys going out of jail, you know, Lines got crossed, communication got crossed, things were left. But G Unit, the G Unit situation came before CTE. CTE is obviously Jeezy. Mm-hmm. Um, that came about. I went to. Uh, I was like I said, always hustling and trapping in and out of states and out of countries, mm-hmm. doing my thing. And uh, one day Jeezy was in Philly, and I met with his peoples. I was already working with Slick Puller, working with other dudes from CTE, just on my own, just hustling. And uh, the vice president at the time, Carbon, was like, "Yo, man, you need to be over here, type time. And, you know, Snow want to talk to you, talking about Jeezy." And, you know, at that point in my career, I was hearing from everybody. So I wasn't like, you know, Jeezy was my favorite rapper. But at the same time, I wasn't like G-Money told you. He was seeing me in labels. I was meeting with everybody. I, I pretty much could have signed who I wanted to. I had a record called Afghan that was just, Flex was dropping bombs. It was going crazy. And I'm just, I was living in my downtown law, Philadelphia law, you know, before the Jeezy deal. When, they, when I got the call to do the, they called me and said Jeezy wanted to get on my record. And that record changed my life. He he did a verse for me to the Afghan record. I put Jeezy on the record, and uh, a month later, he announced I was officially a part of CTE, TM103 tour, did a whole album over there, did a whole compilation album over there. Things got a little crazy. Jeezy had did a situation at Atlantic. When he left Atlantic, things fell apart, and, you know, the the, the ills of the music industry, you know what I mean? I what do you mean things got crazy? Don't say the ills of the music industry. I mean, the ills of the music industry. Like, if everything that if everything that was promised to me would have happened, man, I, I would have pulled up today in a, in, a, in, a, in a helicopter. But, you know, things didn't go as planned. What do you think what, what do you think went wrong that you said that he had issues? I, I, feel, like, I feel like it's just the cut of a law. I feel like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like a law put me in a position to compete with a Jeezy, not to work for a Jeezy. So I feel like, you know, mm. you know, I'm the one artist to leave CTE and never say nothing negative about him. You can look it up. Everybody that left had something negative to say. And they, some of them dudes is my brother, so I'm not saying that disrespectfully, but I've always been so grateful for the opportunity. Like, I literally remember me and Mossberg being on 54th Street, you know what I'm saying, putting stuff together, listening to Jeezy's first album. So to go from that to being in a Circle House studio doing six songs with him in one night and traveling with him and touring with him and living that rap life with him, I could never, ever say nothing bad about him. I learned so much, even through the things that I thought were mistakes. I learned, like I said, I never lost. I either won or I learned. So I'm so grateful for the opportunity. You know what I'm saying? That, you know, who, you, you, you ask anybody who their favorite rapper is and you say, what would you do if you got to work with your favorite rapper? Like, I got to really travel, work, and learn, get money with, and... I'm forever grateful for that. I took that song Afghan he did with me, and I turned I turned that song into properties. I turned that song into world tours. I turned that song. I made well over six figures off that one record. So and and and, and I can never deny that. So I'm forever grateful. So when you say what went wrong and what bad is like, it's hard for me to say some of those things without feeling like I'm disrespecting them, and I never want to do that. So shout to Jeezy, Respect. shout to Carbon, shout to everybody. You know, even Freddie Gibbs. When I was over there with Freddie Gibbs, that's. I feel like my music is better because I was around Freddie Gibbs and he was so good. I knew like I had to be better. Like 
they was putting beats on, and I would be looking at him writing in his phone. I'm like, this nigga's about to go crazy. Like, I can't have him just murdering me on every song. So, you know, still sharp and still. So I'm forever grateful for that whole moment, that situation. Even the Mike Knox situation. You know, Mike Knox, you know, at the time that, you know, he came and showed me love, it was a time where, like I said, it wasn't like I was super popping. I was just grinding, doing my thing. And next thing I know, he got, I'll never forget, I was at the Plateau one time, and he called my phone and put me on the phone with 50. At that time, that was, like, such a big deal to me. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I, I remember putting him on speakerphone. I'm like, yo, everybody be quiet. Like, and I'm like, it's 50, you know what I'm saying? So it was like, all those moments led up to making me the mogul, the boss, the Don I am now. So I'm grateful for all of them. So the CTE thing, it, it, it was a blessing. I can't I can't say nothing bad about it. Who who in the industry, you know, that you didn't, you know, we're not talking about um, the local rappers, but who in the industry that you, didn't that left a sour taste in your mouth? Pause. Pause. Um, in the industry, mm-hmm. like who left like a? Um, I, I can't. I, I I don't. That's so personal. Like, and I don't really care enough to really get upset. Right. It's things dudes have said. I remember, uh, and I don't have nothing against him, but um, ASAP Ferg had a song, and um, he used the term "humdudy lie" in his song. And it just it had me enraged. Like, I remember just being so mad because, you know, that's such a beautiful term in our religion. That just means all praise be to God. And he had it in a song where he was talking about, you know what I mean, just disrespectful sexual things and stuff. And I just I just felt like he should have been held accountable. You know, it's Muslims in the industry that a lot of y'all don't even know are Muslims because they're not so, like, out forward like I am. And I felt like one of them should have said something to him. And I, and I was hoping I ran into him so I could have said something to him. But And, and that's just, like... I don't like nobody disrespecting Islam. A lot of these dudes try to like say certain things in their raps. And I understand as artists, we can say what we want and stuff like that, but I feel like you should be respectful. Like, I don't believe in disrespecting nobody's religion. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would never have a bar. There's no bar hot enough where I feel like I gotta disrespect nobody's faith. So, I don't really care about none of these dudes. Like, you know what I mean? I'm building my own industry and my own world with this Muslim Don family thing. I'm making it where I don't have to sit at their table. I'm building my own table. You know, that's what I just said recently on the gram is like, you know, you look at a lot of the, you know, the Rock Nation brunch. You can either be mad that you're not there or you could do your own brunch. And I'm going to do my own, but I'm going to do the Muslim Don brunch, you know, and that way, you know, we could boss up. You know, if you you either going to boss up or get bossed around. You know, you, you know, I'm one of the few rappers to meet Jay-Z and I asked for a picture. I took a lot of pride in that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I took a lot of pride in just having that moment with him and not saying, yo, can we get this pic? You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's just me. Like, I'm different. So nobody can, when you say who left pause and nasty taste in my mouth, I, none of them. I don't care enough, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm blessed to be around some of the most powerful people, powerful people in music and outside of music. And I'm I'm never in awe or starstruck. I'm more looking if I I'm either trying to learn or get money, which you are is irrelevant to me. So speaking of religion, like when did you become Muslim? When did um, I when did like, you feel like you know you had a? Uh... I feel like I was born Muslim because my father was, you know, my father was introducing us to Islam early, but okay. I re-embrace Islam uh, at a fuller and more serious commitment to my dean a few years back, you know, just getting caught up in this music industry and, you know, for lack of a better term, getting lost in the sauce and this doom yeah, and mm-hmm. trying to live up to this, you know, rap star, rock star, black rock star lifestyle. I just, you know, I just had to get my life together. Like I had a, um, I had my son Aleem six years ago. He's six. He just turned six. So about six years ago. When I had him, I was like, yo, I got to grow up. I got to boss up. I got to, 
you know, watching some of the stuff I used to do on YouTube, I'm like, yo, that was corny. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was like, I don't want my son watching that. I don't want, you know what I mean? You you deal with a higher level of a woman. You know what I mean? Like, when you sit down with a real woman, goofy stuff is goofy stuff no matter who you are. I don't want to do any, I'm anti-goofy. I'm anti-corny. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's like, I don't want to do nothing to embarrass my woman, my children, my mother. So it was just about bossing up. And the main thing I credited that was my spirituality. It's like I start praying. There's no success without prayer. So as I, even when I thought I was winning, I wasn't winning. And then when I when I when I embraced my Lord, them wins, them wins felt better. That money felt better. That food tastes better. The money is able to now do. When you get in haram money, which is impermissible money, that money come and go. That's why you see so many stories. I mean, how so and so go broke. Man, that's, you're never going to win like that. You know what I mean? It doesn't come from a pure place. So it's like when I had to start to commit myself to my Lord, I started to earn halal money, and I started to show my Lord, because if you, if you walk to Allah, he'll run to you. He'll flee to you. So about six years ago, I said, you know what I mean, mashallah. And like who was, like who, who, who um, I guess, was around to help you, to, to teach you, and uh, to guide you the right direction? Well, my son inspired me. When you talk about teaching me, like I'm talking about like, someone who's a, who's already in that lifestyle that you kind of like. Well, like I, like I said, I always was a leader of men, so I had people on my team. You know how you got a team of people, mm-hmm. and everybody's into something different. Right. I had a couple of brothers who was just like, no matter what they was into in the streets, they went to their Friday prayers, and that start. Like I used to be the type of person. You know, a lot of people say, "Man, I'm gonna get right with God," but first I gotta, you know, they they want to like be all the way into it. Right. So for me, it was like I was still doing some of the things I was doing, but I was starting to take baby steps. So it was started with me, like going. My brother Sid would come pick me up to go to Juma on Friday. So now I'm going to there, and then as I'm going, I'm going and going. My heart opening up. I'm changing my my movement, my message. Everything is being, you know, what I mean, my supporters are now changing. It's a different vibe. So you know, it was it was like a group effort, man. But it all come from a law. You know, what I'm saying my my brother, shout to M Lat, and he another person too that was on me. Like, yo, where we going Friday? Where we going to pray at? You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, people say you be around four bums, you be the fifth one. You be around four praying brothers, you're going to be the fifth one. So it's like, you know, you hear people a lot of times say they Muslims and are they Christians, but are you a praying Muslim? Are you a praying Christian? Because you could be any religion and never go to church or never go to the mosque or never pray. You don't got to go to the church or mosque to pray, but you know what I mean. Right. <clears throat> how do you feel about a guy like King Erna? What you mean how I feel about him? How do you feel about him, his whole, what he stands for? Oh, uh, yeah, the sea moss. Uh, he he has the on his movement on YouTube. He mu- he he Muslim. He Muslim. So that's first and foremost. So in any conversation, especially on camera, only thing I could ever say anything about him is something positive. Respect. You know, to be against my beliefs. So it's like um, I, I knew King Erner before he was even calling himself King Erner. Oh wow! I mean, next time you talk to him, he'll tell you um, one of you know he was um he was running around with uh, QSE at the time. Shout out to my brother Staff. Um, Muslim brothers doing a lot of good things in the community now. Um, he had him with him, his as I know him as at the time. King Erner was uh, they was doing a DVD, and I took them on a road with me. Next time you talk to him, ask him about that. I took him on a road with me, Beanie Siegel Freeway. I got him an interview with Beans. Beans don't even do interviews. I got oh, Beans no. to do an interview with him. So, what I'll say about King Erner is watching him build his platform from the ground up. I commend him. I ask Allah to protect him and give him nothing but success. I mean, you know what I'm saying. So that, that's all I'll say about him. Even if I, if, if when it comes to the Muslims, even if I felt something other than positive, you would never know. Respect. But in speaking on him, I feel nothing but positivity. I wish him nothing but the best. 
I want to see all my people win. You know what I mean? Seeing him on here, to me, his interview, I mean, and so this one, his interview probably was the best one. MashaAllah. Your relationship What's the numbers you keep counting? I ain't mean to cut you up, but he four, five, six. Nah, so on the show, you know, I try to give out, that he cool, man, like one time, but sometimes people... I, I, it should have more than that, but I don't. I wanna, should have way I, more. So that's why, that's why, that's why like, I'm counting. This. So it's like, sis, two. what is he doing? Like, so, so, <laughs> like, so I'm counting. Like, so now should... I'm counting that as like two. It's like three. <laughs> like, so I'm letting him know, like, yo, he could have had a couple more, but yeah. I'm trying to keep it easy. You know what I'm saying? Right. Go, yo, listen, listen, listen. One thing we not gonna do, we not gonna front, man. Acknowledge greatness, man. Winners respect winners. <laughs> He cool, man. He cool. He the coolest. He the waviest. It's the Don. It's the Muslim Don, bro. It's the MDF movement. It's the Don. He cut you off. What you was about to say? He, he cool. He's the coolest. He, I'm not just cool, man. He's the coolest. He cool, man. <laughs> What what was your relationship with Nipsey Hussle? Nipsey Hustle, man. Nipsey Hustle is Damn man, it's like when you just say his name, like I get the chills, man. Nipsey Hustle was a brother who embraced me. Like I like I go back to my, one of my slogans was global never local. So I was a dude who would get on the plane, man, with just a couple dollars in my pocket and go chase my dreams. And one of the first times I went to LA, some of the biggest dudes out there, Paul's, all embraced me and Nipsey included. Nipsey been supporting me and I've been supporting him since I wanna say 2010, 2011. And the last time I seen him, the biggest compliment I can get that brother is, the last time I seen him, he was on a promo run in Philly for the, his, his uh, Grammy-nominated album. And that brother was the same brother he was then that he was when I first met him, man. Very humble. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'll be honest, man. I've never been affected more by, like, you know, quote-unquote, a celebrity passing. That, like, really, that really, to this day, it still hurt me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that was one that really... You know, it just really bothers me, man. Like, you know, seeing, you know, somebody so great, somebody so humble, somebody so loving. Like, he deserved better, you know what I'm saying? And he's somebody who I, you know, I consider a brother. You know, shout to Jay Stone, shout to the whole All Money and Nipsey Hussle was a legend. He's forever a legend. You know, so to me, he was a brother. He was somebody who supported me, somebody who bigged me up. He, Anytime I go to Cali, you know, he's, oh, man, get with me, bro, get with me. You know what I mean? He, he was always there for me, and. I'm never gonna forget that. I got some special moments. I got some special, you know, footage with him and clips and stuff. And one of the things, you know, we never questioned the law, but it was one of the things that always bugged me out was the last time I seen him, he had invited me to dinner. But I had a show that day, like right 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 outside of Philly with Raekwon and Armour. So I had to leave and I'll just be thinking like, damn, man, I wish I would have went to that dinner. But, you know, like I said, it's the cut of a law. You know what I mean? Nip was my bro. Like I introduced Nip, you know, I was there when he met Jeezy, you know what I mean? Karen Silver brought him to Snow birthday party back in like 2012, and you know having them together. I was trying to get him to be in CTA, but he was always just so bossed up and want to do his own thing. You know what I'm saying? But I love Nip. I love I love Nip, man. Thanks. Um, Creed. Let's go there. You know we we seen the oh 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 Creed. Don't say it like it's one of these little like. YouTube movies. You mean Oscar nominated, Golden Globe winning, four hundred million dollar grossing Creed. Talk about Creed, it. Creed, yeah. Robert Tree. Who, who did I play in Creed? Yourself. Who? Tone Trump. Wow. How did how did I do that? I don't know. Creed directed by Ryan Coogler, the same Ryan give Coogler some, that did some Black Panther. Talk about some it. Class, Yo, yeah. Come on, man. No, make that no, 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 no. Make that money go. Make that, that bag money tag go. Tag, that bag make that money yeah. go. Creed that I had. Yeah. Did you notice in the background of Creed that everybody that was with me, some of these people that were with me right now here. was in Creed too? I'm he was in Creed. Did nice. you get paid to be in Creed? Got paid. Nicely. 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 Nicely
Nicely. Nicely. Get in the closet. Get in the closet. That's what I like. Yeah. Everybody yeah. got paid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Shout to Ryan Coogler, man. Shout to Michael B. Jordan, man. Oh, my God. Creed, man. Tone Trump portraying myself. How did that happen? How did it happen? Ryan Coogler, who was the director, who also directed Fruitville Station, who also directed Dope. Black Panther, Dope. billion dollar grossing Black Panther. Mm. Um, Ryan Coogler is from the Bay Area. Once again, global never local. I made a lot of money hustling in the Bay. Shout out to Mr. Fab. Shout out to everybody in the Bay. I was going out to the Bay hustling, jugging, doing features, doing videos, you know, uh, researching medical marijuana way before it became cool, out there learning the land. And uh, Ryan Cougar was a fan of Tone Trump. And when he got the job to do Creed, he wrote me into the movie. Mm. And um, I portrayed myself, uh, which means, you know, licensing for my name. You know, when my scene comes on, you see my name on the awning, Tone Trump. I own my name. I own all my tattoos, signing off for my tattoos, you know, getting paid for Creed for the rest of my life, doing good business, solid business. One of the biggest movies ever to come out. And um, it's an honor to be on it. And I was looking good. My haircut was immaculate. Shot and you got knocked out, though. So. No, I didn't get knocked out. If you really remember, I never fell. Just like when they tried to jump. Oh. I never, ever <laughs> fell. You know what I mean? And I did my own stunts. They had somebody They wanted me to, they had somebody there to do the stunt for me. Right, right. And I said, I just want to be able to say I did my own stunts. I did my own stunts. Shout to Michael B. Jordan. You know what I'm saying? My first scene, you know what I mean? Think about it. My first movie scene, I get to play myself in Rocky in a fight scene with arguably the new Denzel Washington, Michael B. Jordan. It don't get no bigger than that. Nobody sitting on this couch. They on this couch talking about all them old war stories and all that. That don't count. That don't. That don't add up. That, that Creed <laughs> thing. That, that Creed thing. That's a, that Creed thing. That's an envelope, bro. That's envelopes, bro. That's Warner envelopes. You know about them Warner envelopes? They different. No war stories, baby. We talking about love. We talking about positivity. We talking. You know what I'm saying? We ain't talking that crap. We talking that real stuff. We motivating the people. Motivating the people. You get more than five percent now after all this. I know where's he at now. He still at five. I'll wait till after the interview to see. <laughs> Shout that, out to Ryan Coogler, though, man. That was that, 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 that was so like that was life changing. One of one of the, one of the greatest moments. Like I said, man. Like I put my mother through a lot, man. So to sit in a movie theater in Philadelphia, mm. a real movie theater. No disrespect to like the straight to DVD films or nothing like that. But mm -hmm. it's nothing like you know buying a ticket and getting a big bag of popcorn and sitting there to the left of me, one of the most beautiful women in the world, my woman. To the right of me, one of the most beautiful women in the world, my mother. And that scene came on, and then my I never because at that time I never seen the movie either. So the first I see my name on it, on it. And then I see my, my first thing I noticed was my haircut. My fade was immaculate, bro. <laughs> Shout to Chink the Barber. Shout like, the, 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 you know what I mean? They tried, they tried to get the guy on staff, to, the guy on set to cut my hair. I said, you can't do that. I said, my whole team got to be a part of this. Even when I got the script, it said Tone's Posse. I called Ryan Cougar right away. I said, who they got playing my posse? Mm -hmm. He said, that's uh, casting is on it. I said, well, why don't they let my friends do it so it look more real? I got 15 people paid on that movie, Everybody bro. Got paid. NBA, you know what NBA I'm saying? Not even, not even, not even just, not even just the people behind me. But I started getting other people extras and all of that. I, the Prophet Muhammad, peace and blessings upon him, said, "One does not truly believe until you want for your brother what you want for yourself, and so you love for your brother what you love for yourself." You know what I mean? I called him and said, "Hurry up and get here to sit here to be here because I knew this was gonna be classic." I told him, "Wear that coat, man." <laughs> <laughs> Nah, nothing's by it. nothing's by mistake, man. Well, nothing's it, by man. mistake. Nothing's so, by so mistake. So can we look forward to you being in, in, in more more movies and more more big films like that in the future? Absolutely. Let me take my glasses off. Let me take these time fours off real quick. Mm.
maybe I shouldn't say the name because that might they might try to clip us on the tube. So just mm-hmm. to, just say my fly glasses. Um, I just want to announce. Um, shout to Ice T, the legend Ice T. Mm-hmm. We all familiar with Ice T. Mm-hmm. Signed a deal with Final Level Films, a three film deal. So I'm gonna be doing my own films, written and produced. Shout to Strike Money. Um, uh-huh. You know we're gonna be doing our own movies, short films. Um, I just did a deal with Millennium TV with my own TV show, The Muslim Don Show, which I would love to have you brothers come co-host one day with me. Um, just, you know, just creating new opportunities, new streams of revenue. I will not stop. I see, I love y'all interviews, man. I'm a big fan of this show. I was excited. I will not front. Ask your producer how quick I texted him back. When he texted me, I was at Nickelodeon World with my family. You been there yet, man, over in uh, North Jersey? Oh, yeah, I heard about it. Get that. over there with your family, man. I was over there, spent a bag of money, big old bag of money with my babies, man. Mm-hmm. Shout to Ling, shout to Dooley, my babies. We're going to watch this together on YouTube. <laughs> you hear me? We're going to watch this on the iPad. They're going to say, Daddy, you had flips stuck. How <laughs> <laughs> did he laugh? How did he laugh? Free Dark Low, free Kill King, free the Ox, free Rallo, John Doe, what up? I got us. Malia, what up? Uh, uh, YMG, what up? Feeve, what up? MDF. Oh, big MDF. Skibo Debo. That, that was my next Richard question. and Broke. That, that was the next question. Let's get into MDF now. Let's talk about that. Muslim Don family. So for me, like I said, you sitting on uh, Instagram and you watching all rap is ran by clicks. It is what it is, right? Mm-hmm. So if you don't hang with, you know, Khaled and them, if you don't hang with Ross and them, 50 and them, whatever, it's all these different clicks. And you can either try to fit in or you can do what? You can either try to sit at the table or you can build your own. I'm building my own. We are building our own with the Muslim Don family. That M and MDF is for Muslim. That's the first thing. Submitting to the will of Allah. So now having like-minded individuals around. So now I don't have to try to fit into a music industry where these guys got all these colorful hair and weird piercings and dressing stuff. And you know you got you know you got the LGBTs over here and you got this over here and they all try. And I don't fit in with any of that. So instead of complaining or being negative, I don't be negative, I be positive. I build my own. So I'm building from the ground up the most important movement in hip-hop history. I know you, how is that the most important movement? Because we are the first movement that looked this wavy, that looked this cool, that looked this tough, that looked this strong and powerful. And we telling little black boys to pray. We giving out firearm safety training. We going to these states teaching them to learn Arabic. We going to these schools teaching them about giving back. We taking homeless people and we feeding them. And as a Muslim, we are supposed to be very, 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 very bashful about what we do as far as charity. But I'm on a very big platform, so I can't. I be a fool not to express this because I want to motivate others. I work with a shelter in Philadelphia called Family Forwards. It's one of the only shelters in Philadelphia that let families stay together. You know what I'm saying? So I found out socks was the least donated item in homeless shelters. So we started doing sock drives. The first sock drive, we got about 500 pairs of socks. The last one, we got 20,000 pairs. Last week, we did 2,500 blankets. This week, I met up with the champ, J-Rock, Julian Williams from Philadelphia, former unified champion of the world, my brother, Muslim. We taking a family off the streets that's living in a tent. We putting them in a room. We not saying this to brag. We saying this to inspire. Right. We feed the homeless every week. We never film them. We never put it on camera. <coughs> Mashallah. So we're taking this movement, and it's so much bigger than music, but we're using the music to be the outlet, to be the tool like everybody else is doing. Music is the commercial for the real movie that we're trying to do. We're doing films. We're doing clothing, merchandise. Like I said, I just did New York Fashion Week. One of the things I did, I made sure they let me wear my own jeans. So now I'm in front of 200 of the biggest photographers in the world wearing Doc and Don jeans, my own jeans I'm a partner in. <coughs> this is bigger than life. Yeah, give me some water, please, please. Get some water, fam. Um, 
pick up my water right there. Thank you. Um, introduce us. Tell us who are the members of MDF. Paul, excuse me. Okay. I had a water deal I was working on too, man. My show love, but that ain't closed yet, so we ain't gonna shout them out yet. But I'm definitely working on that, man. So shout to the brothers in Arizona. We doing that with man, real alkaline water. You know, real healthy, you know, the real stuff, not this spigot water. Y'all got me in here drinking. But anyway, mashallah, thanks. It's the effort that count. Bulls done got me a 50-cent water. They don't, they don't see these shades I got on, sis. Mashallah. But um, when you talk about MDF, you talking about Skibo Debo. Like, we building this from the ground up. Skibo Debo, representing New York. He with me right now to the left. Real hustler, real dude. I met him in the streets. And like I said, wanting for your brother what you want for yourself. I got out them streets, you know, you know, through the blessings and the mercy of Allah. So I go pull Skibo Debo and say, man, we ain't doing that no more. We doing this. Um, we got Malia, the first lady. She from Long Beach, California. John Doe, he from Atlanta. Um, you know, people know him from Fam Goon, Free Rallo. He part of my movement. Uh, YMG, Young Muslims Grinding. They from Baltimore. You know, this is a global movement, man. Uh, just signed a kid named Fee from Brooklyn. Uh, I don't want to forget nobody, man. We work on Mossberg, you know, all my day one strike, uh, you know, road nitty behind the scenes. I mean, it's a bunch of things going on. We just sat down with Marley the Martian, man, uh, one of the hottest young executives in the game, bringing him on on executive produce. Freeway is executive producing the first project with me as well. Us never them is the project. So uh, we still growing too, man. So I'm looking for more artists. Um, the unique thing about this project, every artist, every producer is Muslim. And um, I'm proud of that. And, uh, you know, it's a message to it. And it's going to be not preachy, not, you know, it's not, I won't front, it's not halal rap or Muslim rap. You know, it's reality rap, but, you know, we rap in our reality, which we all Muslims first. So you're going to hear about that as well. Who are the people in here today? The people in here today, I got a bunch of different people in here today. Why don't you name them? Don't look and say, I got a bunch of people. Name them and tell me who they are. Well, some of them, you know, some of them you don't need to know their names. Respect. Just in case, you know, you get you get goofy like you did. Remember what we talked about earlier, you know what I mean? You trying to get me say everybody's name on camera. You know? I'm, no, I'm, no, no, no. I'm, well, I'm smoother I'm, than that. I'm, I'm, smooth, I'm smoother than that. I'm very comfortable. I'm You should You should be comfortable. I'm very comfortable. You should be. Outside is different. And here, we're going to lock the doors. We gonna, You know, there's a lot of people. I'll take it. I, I'm good. I'm comfortable. <laughs> I see a lot of guys with serious looks on their face, and they're serious. I'm, I'm comfortable. I'm content with who I am. The, so I would the, like to the, know because the, the, they, the, they hear respectful, so I would like the, to the, greet them. The, the Muslim dons is in the building. I'll say this, man. A lot of the brothers that's behind the camera, they behind the camera for a reason. They will introduce themselves, you know, properly off camera. Respect. Respect. Enough for you, Skibo Debo. What's happening? Oh, oh, oh one, one more thing. Can I just can I just say one more thing? I just want to tell everybody out there, man. Like, listen, support who support me, man. Support this podcast. I want to thank them for having me on here. There was some people who didn't even want me to do this interview. I said, I got this, man. I got this. I said, I said, I got. Why this. Why didn't they want you to do it? Because I hear I hear about that a lot. People say things like that. All like why? Because they because because somebody not as sharp as me may struggle with some of the things you said. You know what I mean? Like I'm in I'm in a very powerful and precious position right now. So if I answered one of these questions the wrong way, like you asked me about people who I allegedly have problems with, I could may say a thing that could may cost a deal. I have some big deals on the table that. The dudes that I allegedly have issues with couldn't even fathom. You know what I mean? So it's like you have to be careful. People judge you by your friends and your enemies. I, I have new fans who don't even know about none of them issues you asked about. You're going to have people looking up stuff I don't want them looking up. So it's people on my corner that was like, do we really want to, you know what I mean? Because 
what y'all doing, y'all are basically like mainstream right now, right? And the way I built my movement, I don't need mainstream. Like, I don't never got to do some of the other bigger radio shows and I'm going to eat and I'm going to sell a thousand of these hoodies at $65 a piece. Uh, Cash App, Muslim Don Inc., PayPal, Tone Trump Inc. at gmail.com. You know what I'm saying? 24-7, 24-7-Trump.com. You know, you talk about me changing my name. During a presidential race, during a presidential race, my website that I own, two, the number 247-Trump.com, I was getting 7 million, I think, what do they call it? She know, unodd hits. That means people that are just randomly going to your site because they was looking for the president of the United States. You know about algorithm. I was still getting paid for that. See, I'm talking different, man. This ain't one of them has-been stories. This ain't one of them, how'd you grow up? And they, yeah, and I was out there, and I was getting money. No, I'm still doing it. I've been cool the whole movie. Shout to my mom. My mom is young, pretty, fine, and fashy. Some of these dudes' moms look like nanas, bro. Like, you see some of these dudes, go look at some of these dudes' moms on Mother when they put their Mother's Day's pictures up. My mother is gorgeous, bro. Shout to my own, man. Shout to my own. Shout to my whole family, man. You see my youngest son, Abdul? Blonde hair, gray eyes, man. I can't make this up, man. 100% African-American. That boy is gorgeous, man. That's my son. Little Dooley, man. I wish you, I know you don't do B-roll. I wish you would just put up a picture of my son like, bing, I'm going to send it to you. If you could do that, bing, put that up for me one time. Pop up, just my baby, down. gorgeous, man. You got some beautiful children, too. I see you looking real exotic over there, them babies. I don't know what you got going on, but there's something going on over there. I do my homework. If you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready, man. Talk to my bro, man. Mm, I did it, man. I survived Queen's Foot Podcast, man. I mean, I don't lose. Oh, I either win or I learn, man. Talk to him, Skibo. Talk to him, Skibo. Hold on. Talk to him, Skibo. Hey, G Money, can I get another? He cool, man. No, 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 no. I was. I about fifteen. I want to break the record. Who? Yo, who got the record? Who got the record? Be honest. Cause you got um, a lot of uncool dudes that be on this couch. I'm, oh, I'm talking about super man. corny. They jeans be all big. I ain't even gonna get into that. What's the name? Jeans was humongous. I ain't. We just gonna call you. What's the name? Y'all go look back. Who got the most be cool? Them big old knees. His knees. He had so much space in the knees of his jeans. Well, I, I mean, we don't know who you're talking about. Disgusting jeans. What episode was it? Somebody in the back, like he talking about. Uh, <laughs> a bunch of them. It don't matter. Go ahead, G Money. Who got the record for we cool, man? Well, I, I mean, be honest. I don't. I, I don't think I have ever passed two. You know. So I have the record. No, I haven't passed two. two. I never got two. Bro. Only got two. Yeah, two. I had no, nobody had, nobody had he three. He was over there counting the ones he didn't mention. They don't yeah, count. A lot yeah, of people got the invisible ones. Oh, the invisible. Yeah. You got the most invisible ones. How much invisible ones you gave him? <laughs> Like seven, right? Yeah, yeah, it was more than seven. Like ten. I, but King Face got two. He cool. So I remember that. Yeah, King Face. King Face got two. Other than that, I forgot. I forget who other person got two. He but got. You no can't. Uh, you have to give me one more than him. I can't be tied with him. <laughs> That's all the way lame. King I Fish, can't. Uh, what, what do you mean is lame? That's my friend. I, I just said I can't be tied with him. I didn't say nothing negative about him. You know who King Face is? Absolutely. I do my homework. You know. You think I don't know who that is? Mm-hmm. I do my homework. So you don't agree with his beliefs, basically what he believes in as far as like I'm Muslim. What you think? I don't know. I'm actually. I, I, I don't. Who does I, who does he love? I, he loves who, his family and himself. Politically, who does he love? He supports Donald Trump. Right. And you know, and I'm sure that I know you don't know much about politics, which none of us do because we don't care. But we do know how Donald Trump feels about my people. So obviously, somebody that champions that person as much as he do. You know what I'm saying? Obviously, I can't be his biggest fan, but I respect everybody's opinion. I respect his hustle for sure. Okay. Because I definitely think he's jugging. You know what I'm saying? So I think I think I think all black conservatives are hustling. So I don't knock their hustle, but somebody who supports so openly and aggressively supports somebody who clearly has a disdain for the thing I love the most. 
I mean, I don't want to be tired with him for we cool. So I, I think mean, I'm so, way so cooler. But, but we can't respect. <laughs> I just think I'm way cooler. We can't. We can't just respect somebody that has their own belief. But you just absolutely. Said it. I work with. Listen, man. Listen, man. If it's war, I go buy guns off the Ku Klux Klan. You know what I'm saying? So it's like Donald Trump. It's, it's things I love. I, it's things I love about Donald Trump too. I work with conservatives. I work with Marge Tere from Black Guns Matter, who champions for Donald Trump. If if the brother you mentioned, who he said I was tied with for we cools, if he had something going on that I needed to, you know, if I needed to do business with, I would sit at the table with him because mm. business is business. Like I said, I sit down with some skinheads if they got the product I need. Mm. Long as I don't have to compromise my faith, my integrity as a man, my honor. I don't really care who you voted for or who you sleeping with and all that stuff like that. That's why I'm building my empire to where I don't have to work. We, I'm building all our resources. It's a billion Muslims worldwide. Every day I talk on the phone with at least one Muslim millionaire. If I build that rapport up with these people and I build up this network, I don't have to go outside that network. I don't have to work with Donald Trump lovers or dudes with big podcasts none of that stuff. We could just, you know we, you know what we could do? Young and Muslim podcasts. Now we got our own podcast. We're going to blow them up. You know what I'm saying? We just going to blow, you know what I'm saying? That's how we got to do it. We don't hate on nobody. We congratulate and we keep it moving and we keep yeah. it pushing. Skibo Debo. You already talk about it. Where are you from? That's the, I'm from everywhere. From the Bronx, New York. I'm from I'm from Longburn, North Carolina. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I was raised in the South and New York, so I got the best of both worlds. You mm-hmm. feel me? And you're Muslim as well, yes. Of course, I'm the law. And when I don't want to say the wrong thing, but when I took my shahada, like watch your mouth when you be talking about Malcolm X too. When you got them, no, bo- I'm gonna get into that. Yeah, hold on. Watch hold your on. mouth, all y'all, and all mm-hmm. them old dudes that be coming on here with them old stories and all of them folders and all that stuff. Watch your mouth. Malcolm X is the greatest. Nobody American in here did. Nobody in here did, but you've given platforms to people who had. Who, who, who? Show love and respect. I don't know Malcolm what you're talking about, but we're gonna get into that. Yo, chill out. I'm gonna get into that. That's the last question. I'm, 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 I'm gonna end it with Malcolm. We love you, Malcolm. From Bronx. Bronx. Yes. Street dude. Street dude. Took exactly. your shahada in 2014, yes? No, I took my shahada when I was 14. When you was 14. Pardon me. Right. Pardon me. When you was 14. Right. We ain't going to disclose all that information. That was many, many moons ago. You got did. you. Got you. Got you. And <clears throat> how did you meet this? Well, he said he said earlier that you met him, you know. The streets to a mutual person. He was, he was, he was bag tagging, uh-huh. doing what we do. Shout out to Frankie Crutches, you know what I mean? It's my bro. And you do what, what? What do you do? Music? You a street? Like what? Yeah, I do music. I'm an entrepreneur. I do everything. I'm like a serial investor. I find things to buy and invest in and build it up, and I sell it. You know what I mean? Talk heavy. Talk Fun. heavy. Talk Win heavy. Winner shit. Win shit. You know star next to a star. Car next to a car. Winner Win next, next to a winner. winner. MDF. Big MDF. Free Kill King. Free Rollo. Free Dark Low. Free Ab. Free them all, man. Free the Ox, man. So if you free Emam Jamil. Free, you got your show lit. I would have put it on a bigger platform. Not saying your platform ain't huge, but when I touch it, I'm like King Midas turning to gold. You know what I mean? It got a little crazier. Talk my shit a little bit. You know what I mean, Flip? Hey, G Money ain't cool, man. Give me one, G Money. Hey, G Money ain't cool, man. Let me say that. You can't turn gold into gold. Right. Remember that. I'm just joking. I'm just talking. When you touch it, it's just. I big you up. Yeah, I big you up. Don't cut that out, neither. I big them up. Off camera, put it back on camera. Now. We, we, we don't, we don't, and I appreciate don't, don't, don't big him up too much. Though. <laughs> I, I, I actually appreciate that you did say that off camera, man. You know, like I said, all you gentlemen came here with respect. You know, honorable man. You know, something about you know, Philly. You know why? It's not about I, Philly. It's not about Philly. It's about our edab. I want everybody listening. Like we we gonna educate again. Google the word edab. In the English, it's a d a b. I'm not even gonna tell people what it means. I want to flip to look it up and tell y'all what that means. It's Arabic. 
it's already dab and your dab is very very important because you don't tell people you muslim you show people you muslim so when we leave here we don't want to leave here and, and y'all be like man he came here with all them that niggas we want we want to leave here and say man them brothers was they cool man i want you to say the about you know what i'm saying the whole crew get one what, 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 what do he dab mean what, what's, let's tell the people what he dab means queen's foot um it's islamic etiquette Mannerisms, your yeah, mannerisms. Mannerisms, morals. Alhamdulillah. Decency. Alhamdulillah. Decorum. Alhamdulillah. Refinement. Good. Talk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk. Yeah, salute. Yeah, salute. And these guys came like that. I'm, you know, I, I appreciate it because, you know, when they come in, you know, there's like seven, eight guys. That's seven, eight guys I saw. Come on. That's what I said. Oh, yeah, all right. You know what I mean? But guys came in here very respectful and the Much energy is positive, Much man. And I, I can see... How you would want to, um, or let's move the jokes aside. I could see, they said that the man is as good as the people that he surround himself with. Absolutely. And I could see that you know, um, you going far as far as the energy and you keeping the, you know, your your, your friends uh, and your team around you. Absolutely. I can see them going far as well because everybody's here. They're standing up. They're confident, sure. and they have faith in what you're saying. And that means a lot. That speaks volumes. Inshallah. A team is as is as good as his leader, and absolutely, a, a brother is as good as his brother. You know absolutely. what I mean? So it's something I, I believe. I believe that I live by that. Have you ever put out a, a mixtape before? Anything yeah, like that? my mixtape out right now is called the pre-order. So mm -hmm. warm up to the album, but it's really not a mixtape because it's all original beats. Mm -hmm. Ain't nothing on the industry. You know what I mean? Who have you worked with in the industry, man? I mean, Onkasa did say your name. I remember now, but who have you it's worked with in the industry? I mean, as far as what music, well, I worked with a lot of people in the industry, but no music. You know what I mean? Oh, right, bag tag. You know what I mean? Gotcha. So a lot of people know me, but not on camera. You did? Yeah, respect. Oh, okay. So nigga missing all that, but you know. Yeah, yeah. Right, so, yeah. I'm, 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 we I'm, can't uh, mention too much when it comes to Skibo Diva. You just want to sit there. I'm with just, your... a, I'm just, a, I'm a serial entrepreneur. When you put my name there, put serial entrepreneur. I'm like a, you know, how serial killers going around killing stuff. I just go around investing and buying and get, get to the bag. Hey, yo, bag you know what? Time, you said you know something about. You said something. About, I want to go back to that rub me the wrong way thing, man. I, I, I pause. Left a bad taste in my mouth. Pause, 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 pause. DJ Vlad, that devil, that bozo, DJ Vlad. I had an issue with DJ Vlad years and years ago, right? And DJ Vlad, you know, I had sent him. You know, back when I was young and immature, I had sent him a text that wasn't too flattering. And at that time, he had an office inside the Universal building, and he got me banned. You remember when he had the office in Universal? He was working with Loud. He had got me banned from that building when I was super hot in the street. So imagine being banned from the building where Def Jam is at and all these these major SRC at the time was in there. I had the record with Akon. I got to get the video clear, and I can't. I literally go to the door, and they like they got a picture of me because DJ Vlad, this coward DJ Vlad, I, I just wish our people would wise up. Like, if you got an exclusive interview, give your interview – I'm not just saying it because I'm here, but give it to these guys or give it to one of the other black, you know what I mean, support your own. Stop going over there giving that devil. And when I say devil, I'm not just talking about his race. I'm just talking about his energy and what he represents. And that dude is just all bad, you know what I'm saying? And brothers is just going over there, just spilling it, telling on themselves and telling on other people. And just it's just it's just terrible. His platform is terrible. And I, I would be remiss not to get on this big platform and not speak on that. I wish y'all brothers so much success. I want y'all to dominate. Y'all got to keep winning because we need all them brothers to come over here and get on this couch 
and stop. Vlad's so scary. He don't even be in the room. They talk until like a speakerphone. Like, stop going over there, giving that bull all them hits and all of that stuff. Instagram is your power now. Build your own pages up. Stop going over there, giving that boy that love, man. He don't care about none of y'all. It's like in the hood, man, when, when brothers get knocked off in the hood, man. You never see the dudes from the Chinese store come to none of these genazes or funerals. Vlad ain't coming to court for nobody. He ain't putting no money on nobody. Lawyers, him, them brothers come up there don't talk about not one song they made. At least y'all got enough decency to say, man, what's going on with the MBF movement? That boy, he want to know about every indictment, every right. drug, every war. You know what I'm saying? Stop going over there selling yourself short, man. And if right. you just want to get on there and talk some gangster tales, at least do it with some brothers that's going to be able to relate. He's a sucker. He's admitted that he, he'll he tell you. When I had an issue with Vlad, you know what Vlad told me? Vlad said, I'm not in the streets. I'm taking this to the police. I'm giving you information. He had all my information because I was doing business with him. I was on Vlad TV before people knew what Vlad TV was. You know what I'm saying? So this this isn't coming from somebody who's hating. I was on Vlad TV. You can look it up. Before people knew who he was, going to his office and all that, working with his office, helping him build his stuff up, his first contest he was doing when he had the little office, working for Gabi, when he had Raheem and them working for him. I was in there, so this isn't coming from hate. This is coming from love, me loving my brothers. I see so many brothers going on his platform playing themselves. Like, take these interviews serious. Learn from my mistakes. I did stupid interviews. Like, this stuff is forever. When you get in front of these cameras, this is forever. Care more about how you look. I see people come on Queen's Flip Podcast. I'm like, no, like get some chapstick. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> these boys be coming up here looking crazy. Look, look, look at me. I pull out the Seamoss the chapstick. You know what I mean? The pina colada joint. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, just care about how you look on camera. I made sure. I changed before I came on here. So I had my own merch on, my own jeans on. You know what I'm saying? I changed my clothes. Go look at my last picture on IG. I ain't got this on. Everything is calculated, bro. Mashallah. So where did it go wrong with you and him? What is it, or the business is too personal? No, it's not too personal. What happened was they was doing this little contest. They had picked like four or five of the hottest dudes on the internet. And basically we was competing for like this. It was like all rigged, some single deal or something, some money. The results came out. I knew I was winning, and, and he rigged it because, you know, he real cool with a certain rapper. He had that rapper in first place. I knew something was wrong. I knew it was false, so I went off about it. I threatened him, and he told on me. We wound up having a meeting and squash it, and they admitted to me, to, well, Lahi, they admitted to me I was right. I was winning. I went about it wrong. I should have never threatened him, but I was right. He actually did. He tried to say, oh, it was a mistake. They miscounted. You actually were winning. But they took me out the joint because I had threatened him. I had said, you know, I threatened him. But I, that was a time when I was just wilding. I was really young. And, then, you know, this was my livelihood. Like, I was like, I knew I won. I, I just knew I won. I knew at the time, like, there's no way to do he said was winning was winning. So I was just salty about it. I was being, you know, I was being a sore loser who wasn't really losing. I really was winning. And I threatened him. And, like I said, he he, he could have cost me some very big opportunities. Luckily, mashallah, Gabi was a good dude. Gabi brought me in. Made me meet with him. You know who Gabi is? You remember Gabi was working with French and a bunch of people. But Gabi um, was a good dude. He was uh, running uh, SRC at the time. And he made some moves to, you know, get the band lifted. Because I had a major band. Like, when you can't go in a universal building, bro, that's 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 publishing offices. That's record labels. That's so many different things. And it was just crippling me at the time. At a time where I needed to be in that but building you, navigating. You guys rectified it. and But then... Well, I, I faked it like I rectified it with him because I wanted to get back in the building. But I all he was always gonna be a sucker in my head because at that time I didn't. When he threatened to get me like arrested, 
at that time, I didn't understand. Like, I just looked at it like, oh, he a rat. Even though I know now, like, he's not really a rat because he's a civilian and he's a businessman. Like, now as a man and as a businessman, I understand he was doing the smart thing because he was. He should have called the cops on me because I would have hurt him at that time if I would have caught him. So he was smart for saying what he said to try to keep me off him. But he's forever a devil and a sucker in my book, though. You did an interview and said that uh, you got blackballed by uh, DJ Cosmic Kev. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yeah, definitely. Why, why do you feel, do you feel now that he still blackballed you? Well, why what, did you feel well what it was is he's very powerful as far as Philly radio goes. And um, at the time when, you know, you know, years and years ago when I was on fire, what happens is when, when a label wants to sign you and you're from a certain city, they're going to call certain people in your city. So when people were calling him, the things he was saying about me wasn't flattering at all. That's a form of blackballing, you know what I mean? So if, if you know, if so-and-so wants to sign Tone Trump and they call him up and he says, nah, he ain't the one, you should sign da-da-da-da, you know, somebody that's more affiliated with him or somebody that's, you know, for lack of a better term, no homo in bed with him and doing what he got going on. So I formed that as blackballing, not to mention, you know, I had records that I known should have been getting played, he wasn't playing. Like, I had people that was around him telling me, like, yo, he said he would never play none of your music. I just made it to a point where he couldn't resist, and he had to play my music. He but wound what, up, what, where did that stem from? But, uh, with, it with stemmed Mike from a, a, a lot of the issues I had with other artists. He was cool mm-hmm. with them guys. Like, they was his boys. So when I had issues with – it was a time where I had issues with Mike Knox. I had issues with Gilly. And these is, like, his friends aside from rap. Like, they, like, hang out with him and shit. So, I mean, you do, you know, it's like having beef with Queen's Flip, and then you're trying to get on the, the Flip the Script podcast. You know, you might not be, you know, down with that. You know what I'm saying? Somebody dissing G-Money – you're not bringing them on the couch. So that's kind of how it was. So even with the now me being more mature, I even understand Kev. I still think it was nutty. I still think it was some sucker shit, but I would have did the same thing Kev did. You know what I mean? I ain't going to help somebody get on that's not, you know, tied in. You know what I mean? I don't think it's the right thing to do. Like, you know what I mean? But that's what he did. That's a big deal, too, because he's like the funk flex out there. Like, he's he's like on he that, that caliber in Philly. Or No. <laughs> I, I, I guess that's a fair. Uh, well, you, make, you, you, you probably, probably won't don't, say don't that because don't, don't believe like that. Give him respect. Don't believe like that. Oh, he's a he's a he's a he's a, he's a, de- he's, a de- he's a definite legend. And one thing I'm proud about is at a time where like it was it was two ways to get airplay from him. You either had to pay or you either had to kiss his ass. And I did neither one and got my records played. That's one of my proudest things in music. Mm. When he called me up to do the come up show, it felt like he. It, I always felt like somebody made him do it because he sounds so angry when he had to finally call me to do his show. And that was one of my proudest moments. I remember being on my block, and I answered my phone. I didn't even know the number. I'm like, hello. He was like, yo, can you do the Come Up show this week? I'm like, hell yeah. And that meant that meant so much to me, you know, with my mm-hmm. friends in jail getting to hear me because that used to be the thing. I was on fire on the internet, and everybody like, why you ain't on Philly Radio? Why you ain't on Philly Radio? I was the first Philly artist that was – I was on Hot 97, but not on Philly Radio. I was on Power 105, but I don't. that's never been done. Wow. You know, I got Flex playing my records prime time, and I'm not on my local radio, but eventually – he got down and he started playing the records. How you? What Philly artists? What artists in Philly? I have a couple of more questions I asked before I get to the Malcolm X thing, and I'm gonna end it with that. Mm-hmm. What artists in Philly that you liked, um, whether it's battle rappers or artists in general, that you was rocking with? Right now? No, not then and now. I mean, Benny Siegel, Freeway, Spado, Hollow Man. Cree Forch, uh, Quilly, Cassidy. Uh, everybody I named so far are Muslim too. Um, sh- 
me. You know what I'm saying? Like it's a lot, it's a lot, it's a lot of artists from Philly. I love, I love me the most. You know what I'm saying? Ab you had, you had an issue with Cassidy? No, I never had no issue with Cassidy. You Cassidy, do? Cassidy did a verse for me. Um, when I did the uh, Afghan record with Jeezy, I did a Philly G mix, and I had a, uh, I got a verse from Cassidy. I got a verse. I had a bunch of people, but I had Cassidy do a verse for me. I ain't got no issue with Cassidy. What do you thought about the uh, the battle rappers out there in Philly? The battle like rappers. Reed Dollars. <clears throat> I think um, Reed Dollars is a legend. Yeah. Reed Dollars is also Muslim. Like I said, any Muslim you ask about, I'm going to say nothing but good things. Reed Dollars is a living legend. <coughs> YouTube owe Reed Dollars millions of dollars. You, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah, a shame. Yeah. You know, them kids, man, them kids, I don't mean to call them kids because we like the same age, but Reed, you know what I'm saying? You, you think about the you know the Reed Dollars, the touch monies and all of them dudes, man. Headshot, just seen Young Bob in the studio. Like, all them dudes, them dudes is legends. Them dudes is the reason people was on YouTube. Like, if you making money off YouTube, you should pay homage to them dudes because, you know what I mean, before it was all these huge platforms now. We just seen Drake do a big deal with Smack, you know what I mean? Congratulations to them. I know that's your people's, you know what I mean? That comes from Reed Dollars in them, man. You know Stop what I mean? researching me, bro. You know what, I'm saying? <laughs> what about Leek Moss? Leek Moss. I think Leek Moss, Leek Moss is, you know, he's a product of one of the most respected movements out of Philadelphia, the OBH movement. Mm -hmm. um, shout out to Leek Moss, you know what I mean? I, I'm making sincere duos for his brother, both his brothers actually in it, and the other members, you know, Freedom Men. Leek Moss is fire. Respect. He Muslim. So, <coughs> free dark low. Yeah, free, free everyone. Not everyone. Not everyone. <laughs> free all the positive. <laughs> Not everyone. He just gonna free everybody. That's some queen yeah, shit. You know, wanna, that must be wanna, some queen shit. Free everyone. No, nigga. There's some niggas that need to be. You know, the rapists, the pedophiles. Yes, of course. The rats. Course, Keep them. Don't free everyone. Malcolm X, you said that we, you know, what do you, for you to come and question us about who we had up here by Malcolm X, and nobody spoke anything negative about Malcolm X as far as I remember. And on top of that, you know, we had some people that actually knew Malcolm X and met him personally. Allegedly. No, facts. It's a facts. Allegedly. Um, these are facts. But you never met him. Not but, at all. But, but what do you know about him that made you, you know, because I love Malcolm X. I know? love him, man. I just watched a documentary. Um, it hurts me. It hurt me that so many people was aware of, of the man that, that, you know, allegedly pulled the trigger on him. And he was just living right there in Jersey. That kind of bothered me a little bit. But... You know, it is what it is, I guess. Yeah, I just pray a law. I pray a law punishes and humiliates everybody involved with the killing of Malcolm X. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I wish I could have been there, man. Like, I love Malcolm X. Like, when you talk about Malcolm X, like, you know, we 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 don't worship anything but God. A law, a law is 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 is, a, is an entity of its own. We don't worship anybody. But when you think about what Malcolm X meant meant to the black man, to the black American Muslim man. It just goes without saying. Like, I'm somebody who never gets starstruck. And the other day, Malcolm X's daughter left a comment on my Instagram, and I was, like, screenshotting it. Like, I was just so excited. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that just meant so much to me that she acknowledged my post about her father. So when I watch your platform, the thing that I'm very sensitive about it because it was so many non-Muslims and some of them dudes, I, I feel like some of them dudes are just full of it. I feel like some of them dudes, because it's, it's, it's easy to sound smart to people that don't know. And you have a wide audience. So when I think about people watching this stuff and seeing some of these dudes talk, and just because somebody old, you know, it's just like we just give them so much respect and so much for Like when you say, you know some of these people knew Malcolm X. I don't know that. You know what I'm saying? I don't care what they showed you. It's people that could show you 50 pictures with a rapper that you don't know. We live in that era right now. You know what I'm saying? So, you know what I'm saying? So I just, some of these dudes I seen up here, you know, 
I feel like they couldn't tie Malcolm X's shoes. So for them to get on this huge platform and you're trying to debate about him and stuff like that, like if you don't got something nice to say about Malcolm, you shouldn't say nothing at all in my eyes. You know what I mean? But at, at right. the same time, people got freedom of speech. But I will say this. You have to be very careful who you talk about. You know what I mean? That's a brother that is very loved and very revered. Yeah. And the thing about war is uh, war never ends. So it's like, you know what I mean? Like, you could think something's over and then, you know, boom. You know what I mean? You wake up dead. You know what I mean? So you just got to be careful. And we love Malcolm. The MDF, we love Malcolm. We all inspired by Malcolm. Millions and millions of brothers. And I pray Allah rewards him for all the people he has inspired. You know what I mean? And his, and, you know, his strong wife and his beautiful children and you know, everybody, you know what I mean? I love Malcolm. Before we wrap it up, is there any final words you have for the people? Is there anything that you want to touch on that we did not touch on that you may seem like your Queen's Flip, you didn't touch on that, you know, because that's this new thing. Um, you know, I, I want to say, I want to oh say, uh, Lord. I want to say, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, let me finish. Can you I just say real quick before I, fi- my before I fi- before yeah, I forget, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a new app out there called Paid Mills. I want everybody watching right now to download Paid Mills. It's a way that you can help feed the homeless without having. Some people are scared or untrusting to give homeless people money, so mm. this is a way you can pay it forward, mm. pay for a meal for somebody in need through an app, through Cash App, and things like that. It's called Paid Mills, all one word. It's Muslim-owned. It's a beautiful app. I encourage everybody to download that. I've been trying to entertain and educate. I can't just come up here just looking pretty, you know, in this, in, in this Nipsey blue and just in these $2,000 jeans. and, 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 and These Yeezy boots never look better. Kanye should send me a check for these. You know what I mean? I can't just come up here and just give you splash and drip. I got to give you something more. So download Paid Mills, you know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, follow Muslim Dime yeah. Family. Follow Tone Trump. Everything my name. You know if you see a blue check and a pretty face, you know it's probably me. You know what I'm saying? So just, you know, check in with me. Tap in with me. And support Flip the Script Podcast. You know what I'm saying? Support who support me, man. I'm in the building, man. G, don't do it, G. I'm in the building, man. Come on, G. G, I just need one more. Shout to G Money, man. Hey, G Money, I seen you on. What was G Money on? He was on something I was watching. I'm going to get a We Cool Man if I can remember the name of the show. Ah, it was Charlie Baltimore daughter on there. Luciani. G money, you was on there. You was DJing at the cookout. G, G. G was you at the cookout? G was you at the yeah, cookout with Ciani? Cool, you know? Shout out to Ciani. Three cool. On, G. He saw me, man. G, give it to G. him. G money. Don't let me be tied up with that. Come on, don't let me be tied up with that. Come on, this is a can't face my man too. That's Come crazy. on, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. G, don't give it to him. We got to be authentic. We got to be authentic, bro. We got to keep it real. We got to come on, man. He cool, man. We got the record, Three baby. <laughs> we Three got the baby. record, baby. We got MDF. the record. MDF. Give out your social media. I tried, man. Sorry, Follow face. Tone Trump. My name, <laughs> just like it sounds, like I said, you see the blue check and the pretty face. Follow Muslim Don Family. You'll find everybody else. Everything is one word. No underscores. No none of that bull crap. Hashtag Let's Win. Let's Win Foundation. Sunday, I'm going to Kenya, Africa. I'm actually going for a very, very... Let me take my glasses off for this. Sunday, I'm going with Muslims of the World and uh, Um Relief. We're actually going over there with 15 doctors from Pakistan. They're going to be doing cataract surgeries on children who actually right now in Kenya who can't see. And we're going to watch these kids regain a vision. You'll be able to watch everything from my page. We'll be raising money. You'll be able to hit the link in my bio. I leave Sunday as an 18-hour flight. And uh, I'll be in I'll be in Kenya, Nairobi, Kenya, for the next week or so. And I want everybody to follow and support that movement. Shout out to Muslims of the world. Shout out to the whole Muslim Don family. 
Shout out to me. Shout out to my um. Shout out to Allah for making me so beautiful, so intelligent, so strong, so powerful. I survived the Flip the Script podcast. I broke the record. I did it wearing my own merch. I did it looking good. I didn't curse one time. I'm undefeated. I'm undisputed. I'm wavy. I'm pretty. I'm in the best shape of my life. I got the realest dudes with me, the most honorable Damn dudes so. with me. Every woman around me is covered. Everyone around me, like, life is great, man. I could have four wives, but I'm too picky. MDF is the movement. Richard and Bro coming soon. Shout the Freeway. Executive producing with me. Shout the Marley the Martian. Shout the Brav. Shout the Strike. Shout the Ro Nitty. Shout the Naw. Shout, man. Man, listen, man. Shout the Skibo Debo Malia. Shout the G Money. Shout the Flip. Shout the Queens. The real Queens. Big Queen. I'm talking about the whole Queens. Huh? Huh? From Far Rock, Southside, even the nice part. Shout the Halal Bros. You know when I'm in Queens, that's where I go. You want to go? You want to get the Muslim Don special? Just tell me you want the MDF special. You get the jerk chicken with the with the with with the the grill uh with the salad with the yeah with the garlic sauce on the side. Yeah, yeah, the MDF special in Queens. In Queens, they got the MDF special. Shout the Halal Bros. We around, man. Let's win, man. Give out your social media, please. Skibo Debo, Mr. You already. S K I B O D E B O. Put it right there. You gonna put it right there. Right there. Edit it right there. Skibo Debo. Getting to my music, the pre-order right now. You know what I mean? And uh, he all o- he all like, over that us never them too, man. Free Rallo, right, free right, all the Ox, right. man. Free Emam Jamil, free Kill King, man. Right. Free Dark Low, free Moolahs, free the men. Free Scooter. Shout out to the whole Philadelphia. Shout out to the whole New York for embracing me. Shout out to K Slay. K Slay for being, you know, we talk about the DJs who fronted. Let's talk about the DJs who didn't front. Right. Shout out to K Slay. Respect the DJ. Shout out to every DJ who ever played my record. Every internet radio show. You know, shout out to everybody. This, You know, people try to act like they did everything by themselves. I'm nothing without the mercy of Allah. I'm nothing without my supporters. I'm nothing without my mother and my family. And and, and I'm just so grateful. Allah promises. I'm going to end it like this. Everybody listening. This is what my Lord promises. If you are grateful, he will give you more. Be grateful. Be grateful. Be grateful. When y'all hear me talking about how pretty I am, that's because the law going to make me prettier and prettier. You see a lot of these dudes come on this couch. They look all old in the face. They sitting here. They look at me. Let's win, man. You wildin', bro. G-Money, why you did that, bro? G-Money, you wildin'. Because G-Money filled my pain. He ain't, he ain't say no name, so I'm safe. G-Money, why you played if, that, bro? If he says my name, I can't do that. I'd be, I'd be No, we don't, so say, we don't say It no could be name. anybody. It's 100, right. 149, 149 episodes. episodes. Right. So it could be Shout anybody. out to the 149th episode. It could be, it could be anybody. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Because look, because I got to show love. Let me shout out some of my favorite interviews y'all did. I love the King Erner joint. Because anytime, no snatch your honor, that's just, and it's Philly. Who else? Who else interview I like? Oh, I love Killer Kev. I'm a Killer Kev fan. I love Killer Kev. His Kev. energy and his who vibe. Food? Yeah, who food? That's my <laughs> shit. Who else? Who else was a good one? The Fatado brothers. I love them. You know, that quiet success. I, I had a chance to, uh, you know, do some work with them brothers years and years ago, Lance mm-hmm. and them. I just love their confidence. I love the way they were so militant, you know, not feeding in. You know, they all trying to drag out the gangster stuff and they wouldn't allow it. I admire stuff like that. That's That, that inspires my interview. So mm-hmm. I definitely watch what you guys are doing, man. And to the brothers who come up here and, you know, I seen recently you had a brother up here who kind of got out of pocket. He, you know, had some drugs and some alcohol going on. And then you see what I'm saying? What them, what them substances do. That's why we got to be strong and be smart. 
brothers got to eat better, think better, drink better. Because you can't blame Flip. You can't blame the cameras. You come up here and play yourself. You know, be smart. Know what you're doing. Know what you're wearing. Look at the mirror for you. I, you. Tell them what I did before I started. I had the sister take a picture of me to make sure I looked it as good as I thought I looked. Because you could think you look cool. And they'd be like, damn, why ain't nobody tell me my hoodie was looking like that? You know what I'm saying? So a lot of you brothers come up here. Take this serious. This is a major platform. I had a, I flew back in. Go look at my Instagram. I was in Charlotte, North Carolina yesterday. I flew back in to do this. So I took this very serious. That means a lot. That means a lot, bro. Real rap. I took this very. I took this very serious. What is this, man? Believe that. Believe that. Believe that. Believe that. Let's sign out, please. We out of here, man. Another dope, another classic joint. The coolest one. The coolest. Yeah, I mean the coolest episode. The waviest episode. The waviest episode. He got me, bro. You know how you know this was a good interview? Cause I'm leave. You know how many people probably leave here and be mad at him? We leave and we good. We he cool, man. <laughs> he cool, man. That's how you know this joint well, was lit. I don't lit. know why he be mad at me, man. I'm just regular. I just ask questions, man. I people, think that... some people can't handle the truth. It's oh like, my it's like God. they can't, they can't. They blame me it, for man. stuff, man. But you and know, all you're doing just... is pointing out the you point out the facts. I appreciate so that. So don't man. blame me for yeah. doing my job. You know, I'm, 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 journalist. You know, money had a disclaimer because you know it was at one point where mm. we got like back to back. Yo, can you edit this out and edit that mm. out and take this down? Man. And we have Listen. decided that we're not taking anything down and editing anything out. Listen. So you know you can just you know yeah. you, have, we, we, you know listen you ain't even got to edit my joint my joint so good you can just upload this joint to the zip file you know you said this we share you ain't got to do nothing look this joint lit this joint litty the sister been the sister ain't never had as much fun on none of these dudes y'all interview ever when I leave asking just be like yo is he telling the truth was ever she's had a ball man. Y'all ain't seen her smile as much since y'all met her. Put the camera on her. Put the camera show on her, her man. All them teeth show. She's showing a whole lot of teeth. He don't want to show love. He don't want to show love. He don't want to show love, dude. We got the Queens. Look, Queens inspired Kings, man. Shout the Queens. Shout the Queens, man. Can we sign out? I need you 10 more minutes after we sign out. So can you? We out of here. Let me get out of here. Let me let me, let me me get out of here. I got to get on the road. I got to Nah, I need you for 10 minutes for my Patreon. Okay, it's a Patreon exclusive. Yeah, so let us sign out and it's just ten or five to ten minutes. Just okay, make it five. Make it. Quit while I'm ahead. I won. I mean, when you win, you got to roll. You might, you might win if I give you ten more minutes. That's five. God, yo, um, first time ever. Wait, he broke the record. So shout out to him, man. You know, he got three. He cool bands on a one episode. Should have got. It was tough. It was tough. But we here, man. Make sure you follow the pages at Queens Flip with a Z at DJG1156 at Flip the Script Pod on Instagram. Make sure you like, subscribe, comment on YouTube. Uh, you know, uh, dope, dope, classic joint, man. Everybody hit up the, the DJG Money page on Instagram and tell them to give my man, send my man a page, man. You're not using it. We don't know you, <laughs> man. I'm so, come on, man. Stop <laughs> playing around. We willing to give you some money. Give my man a page, weirdo. I, I, I take the weirdo part back. But stop playing. Yo, it's Queens Flip, URL TV TV. You know, classic interview. Classic. Dope, man. You classic. know what I'm saying? My energy my is so up there that, you know, it takes people, you know, it's like a hill. That, you know, it's, a, it's, it's trying to climb up to get on my energy, but you didn't make it. You know what I mean? 79%, you know, respect, uh, 82. You know what I mean? That's good. Um, That's good. take that. 82. Hey, I went from 5 to 82. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? But, yo, you know, we here. URLTV.tv, man. Mm-hmm. Remember, man, once again, we want to send our condolences to Pop Smoke. Yes. To him and his family. Rest in peace, sure. man. And, um, you know, it's unfortunate. Um, the situation, you know, stop killing our brothers, man. And, you know, it's an, just rest in peace. Rest and remember, um, lock your doors, close your windows, close your blinds, open your blinds. And if you see a guy like Tone Trump on your lawn, 
You let live, him you in. You living in the right neighborhood. Let him in. <laughs> let you him living in. in the right neighborhood. Let him in. He don't need no harm. He don't mean no harm. But don't be afraid to show him your firearm. I'm from Queens. <laughs>